listening to the UK and the world's favorite wrestling podcast, RTM Wrestling with your hosts, Andy and Emma. And it started. Hello. Hello. I really like that t-shirt, by the way. I just want to point it out. I've already... Oh, it's gone. I thought I put a stay. Oh, I have... there you go. There's a stay. Dinner medal. Dinner medal for a cheeseburger before. It is the first time I've worn it because I have to take the tags out. It's great. It's the back to the Future top. It's such a great top. Yeah. I love it to bits. It's, it's not black. Yes. I think that's why... I like the neon colours on it. It's just a cool top. Got some great t-shirts. Got some cracking t-shirts in the collection. Yes, because that's all I do, isn't it? I don't buy... I don't buy, re- like, adult clothes i just buy children's merchandise well tell me about it i'm hooked on fucking truffle shuffle at the minute so it's like jurassic park city you've got your scream on them i have got my scream one on that you got me for christmas yeah oh yes where it's like um it's it's ghost face but done as one of those um pictures that lars i think sells oh in in, uh, some some kind kind of of it's done in the style of an artiste that i can't remember the name of but yeah, I yeah, love it. Looks cool. I do love it to bits. I, I I can't get down with like adult clothes. Same. I just I, I don't know whether that's me fighting against being thirty three, but Mm-mm. I just but I can't deal with black shirts anymore either. Like I just don't like them. I think right. I think men's clothes in particular are shit. If you were to walk into like I mean I don't even know if places like Burton's are still a thing. Top man. If you, well, that <laughs> definitely isn't a thing apart Is from on ASOS because yeah they all closed down didn't they? It's just Good on day. ASOS shit. now. But like if you were to walk in like a River Island menswear department back in the day, Topshop, Burton's, boring. Men's clothes are shit. Really? At least like women, you know, they can wear skirts, dresses, shorts, da 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 da. Sparkly things. Of course, yeah. But when I was like... coming back from pre-release, I saw a man in a quite a revealing dress. Oh really? Mm. I mean, do you know what? I am a fan, and I know you can't really wear them, but like, I am a fan of a kilt. I you know. I am. I'm, I'm a fan <laughs> of a kilt. I think. I think it's. Cue a... McIntyre's music. <laughs> Fabio. No, I think it's a good look, but you know, it's just not. You've got to be Scottish, haven't you? You can't just fucking rock a kilt. Uh, it's, no, it's no coincidence I've never heard of this kilt fetish until <laughs> we've, fetish. Watched, we've watched Clash at the Castle. Scottish men don't look like Come that. Come on now. <laughs> well, he is receding, so. Well, I guess. They're so. plugs, they've got to be plugs. Well, yeah, you might, <laughs> no, might not get in plugs, but you know, like, like I said to you, and I've said on the podcast before, I imagine that if you were like an American housewife and you saw Drew McIntyre, you'd be like, oh my god, I love Scottish men. Like, you just think it's a Highlander with his fucking yeah, big yeah. old sword, yeah. <laughs> big old pork sword, and he's like dead tall, <laughs> and he's got like this beard and long hair, and he's just roaming through the Highlands, whacking out weeds out of his path. But, you know, like, the reality of Scottish men, just in the way that reality of Englishmen, Welshmen, you know, Englishmen aren't Hugh Grant. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's the... Yeah. That's the... Why is our shit? Ours is like... Pardon me. But, like, yeah, yeah but, like, the Scottish man, the average Scottish man is not it's Drew McIntyre. He's not a Mills and Boone cover. No. No. He is not. No. How are you? I'm all right. I've I've not had a great weekend. No. No, it's been a bit. Bit meh. 
do you know what though I, I do feel like I'm being like a pouty child because <laughs> I, I feel like I put quite a lot on this weekend and none of it kind of came through like none of it <laughs> we're recording this podcast on a Monday by the way everyone yeah so like I had, I had a, a few things planned we obviously had Clash and, and All Out and I did a, my first pre-release for Magic the Gathering and the fucking train was late and I, I got there at like two minutes to one it was supposed to start at one I was holding them up like so, they so they started at like fucking ten past one or something. Nobody said anything, but it was just like, oh, we thought we'd just wait until you turned up. Well, that's kind of them to wait. Joe, you know the the the, pl- the place I go is they are really nice, mm. and they've had so much shit, and they've had so much shit off me over the <laughs> over the years as well. Where because because we had a a terrible interaction with them like what seven eight years ago. Um, we did me and you. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because we because we both started when I was at Thingy. We both started playing magic, didn't we? And yes. then I said, Oh, we should try and go to a night. Have you got one for beginners? And they just basically told me fuck off. Yeah, that's true. Um whereas now all their stuff on the website is very beginner friendly and mm. every everything, even the even the competitive stuff says, Oh, it's fine for beginners. So obviously we were Beggars can't be choosers. We were well well ahead ahead of the curve there, weren't we? Um but yeah, that was a bit disappointing, and like I didn't even get to play three games because I got a bye in the last game, so I left early, and they all hung around afterwards and played Commander and stuff. When you and... say got a bye, I know yeah. what you mean, but does it mean like bye bye, see ya? No, no, it means you oh. don't have a game. But what but is it bye as in buy something? If you were no. to write it down no, on paper, it's, it's if if somebody if somebody's given a bye, they're given a bye into the next round. Okay. So like if I if I'd have started with the bye, then I would have been up against somebody who had won a game as well. <clears throat> but like I, so I and there was only there was an odd number of people. Mm. So every round somebody must have got a bye. So then it just so happened mine was the last one, and I was and I was just, I was like oh that sucks. Mm. I bet I might I might as well go then. And then my train was cancelled, and uh, it just oh god. What a load of shit. What a load of shit! But yeah, looking back on it, like I've, I had a reasonable time. I would, I would do one of those again. I would get pre-release kits again, because um, pre-release kits are better than buying packs. Yeah. Because uh, one, the cheaper. Two, you get better things in them. Because um, they're trying to, you know, make everybody tweet. Look what I pulled from a pre-release kit. So, mm. um, you know, like older pre-release kits are. Are worth getting because they've got like a box promo. I'm boring people now, um, but yeah, it's just been a bit of a meh kind of kind of weekend, really. And I've got loads of stuff to do for uni now. That's that's probably going to take up the entire. Are you actually in uni on Monday? No, no. So the 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 the, the well, mon, mon, the, it's the Monday after, but it's an online thing, so you just have to like click an event and you you sat there. Then okay. tu- Tuesday is actually there. Right. Then Wednesday is another online thing. Thursday's there and Friday's like the fair the fair stuff. And then the following week you start properly. Sure. So I've got loads of stuff to do for that, loads of jabs to get and Oof. all that kind of stuff. It's like you're stuff. going abroad to somewhere tropical. Yeah. When you're really going to Salford. To Salford, just up the road. Um but yeah, it's yeah, I'm just a bit like Ugh. You know those, those things where, where I, I think I said to you like when there was Going, oh, I'll kill for this time. 
Mm-hmm. And now, now that the time's running out, I'm like, why didn't I do more with my time? Well, you'll always do that. Everybody does. So don't well, worry I, about I have, I've done a lot. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm okay. Well, when you like, the reason I ask is because I'm up in Glasgow next Monday, Tuesday. Why? Why am I hearing about this on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew I was going Glasgow yeah, just for fucking, a video. You just, you just gone on about fucking kilts. I'm gonna be oh, cracking. Gonna go oh. and meet some Scottish fellas. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm joking. I'm off for well, work. Well, luckily Drew McIntyre is in America now, so... <laughs> oh, dear. no, I'm, I'm off for work um, doing a video shoot. Yep. So, yeah. So that's Monday, Tuesday? I'm staying over Monday, but I'm coming back Tuesday, but I'm coming back quite late. So right. I, my trains are 8 o'clock in the evening, so I don't get back into Manchester until quarter to 12. And that's a Tuesday? That's Tuesday. Well, there is a commander night on Tuesday, so I could. You can't stick around that fucking late though. Yeah, in town. I can because it because it um it only it'd only be an hour because it finishes at ten, and then if I got some food, that'd be eleven. Oh crikey! You know, I mean, be... if you want to, absolutely, I'd love yeah, that, but we'll like, it's, it's we'll fucking late. See, I don't I don't have a lot of money left now, so I don't know if I can, but we'll see. So you're in Glasgow Monday, Tuesday. I am. Yes, doing a video. Um. Other than that, how am I? Um, I'm okay. You're okay. I'm all right. Um, I went... Do, do you know what's really funny, right? I've, I've tried to make an effort of when someone asks me how I am, even though I've just said I'm all right, yeah. of, of not replying with that standard, I'm all right. So when the standard I... standard social convention. Yes. Yeah. When I went to... And this is why I'm never going to... Uh, I'm never going to bother again. So when I went to the... Metrolink the other week. Right. There was there's people there because there's no trams running from Eccles to Media City. Gotta get a bus. And there was a bloke sat like one of the Metrolink staff sat, and um, he said, "Hi, how are you?" I was like, "Jesus, American, American, yeah." And um, and I was like, "Do you know what?" I'm alive, so I'm great. I don't know where it That's came from, Andy. Andy, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what came over me. Christ. I think it's maybe it was in Amer- his American voice. I've no- I don't know. Right. Uh, but then I ended up in a conversation with him. And the bus driver shut the doors and nearly drove off. And I had to like bang on and say, no, I'm, I'm coming on. So I nearly missed my bus. Jesus Christ. But um, he was a lovely man. He used to. He had was a, he wearing a kilt? He ran. No, he ran Gosh. his own business in Chicago for a cleaning business in Chicago for years, and is like retired and now just back in England working on the trams. Some dreams do come true. Dreams can. It can happen true. to you. Yeah. So I would. Have, I was quite intrigued about it, but then I was like, "Well, I'm not missing my bus." Yeah. Soz, mate. <laughs> so uh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, do you know what? I'm great. You're great? Yeah, I'm great. Why not? Good. Why not, eh? That's good to hear. I'm great. Um, yeah. Should we just get going with let's this? Let's do then? it. Let's crack on. I don't really have too much more to say. I've not really been up to much. Nah, me neither. I've done fuck all. Oh. Okay. Let's have a vape. Try and keep this as positive as I can. Listen, you know I don't fancy Drew McIntyre, don't you? <laughs> I'm not messing with you. <laughs> it's just, it just happened. Just the, the coincidences are all lining up. <laughs> and I'm putting my spotty clash. hanky on a stick and travelling to Scotland. <laughs> clash, at, clash at the castle, you go in Scotland. Kilt's a good look on a man. Jesus. It is a good look on a man. But you just can't get away with it. I think you've it. got a lot of legs for it, haven't you? Well, you have. 
You know you've got Don't the try and dig yourself out of this Drew McIntyre shaped hole oh, now. No, I'm joking. I'm only kidding. It's like, it's like being back in the fucking 90s when my dad became weirdly obsessed that I fancied Rude Van Nistelrooy. I was like, Daddy looks like a moose. And he, and every... That's strange, your own dad. Yeah, no, my dad was like, oh, Jem, it's your favourite, Rude Van Nistelrooy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't. That was an ugly man. I know. And Beckham was playing in that team. I know. Exactly. Oh, you know. For fuck's sake. I, I, I'm keep digging. Keep digging. I'm joking. I'm only kidding. Yeah, that was weird. That's, that was that's a weird thing for your dad to say to you, though. I think we'll move on. I think he was trying that. to bond with me because I was into like, the Backstreet Boys and stuff, and he was like, oh, he's got floppy hair. Hey, here's a boy with he floppy be, hair. He could be a member of the Backstreet Boys. Got, <laughs> he couldn't. Got, well, actually, they were minging, so he yeah, probably yeah, could. Yeah, actually, yeah, slot yeah, right in. Maybe. <laughs> Christ, he's probably like 10 years older than him, though. <laughs> Alright, okay, let's 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 get this show on the road. Hello everyone and welcome once again to RTM episode two hundred and seven. Wow. Two hundred and seven. Where we review's probably a strong word. Uh, kind of talk over the weekend's wrestling, so there's quite a lot. We're not gonna go through uh, Worlds Collide because I didn't watch it. Um but Clash of the Castle, all out. Not going to go match by match, but we'll just talk about them kind of as, as a whole. Um, so, welcome, everyone. I'm not going to tell you where to listen to us, because you're listening to my voice right now, but we are on Twitter, at RTM Wrestling, uh, so you can tweet us your thoughts on things. Uh, we do put um, kind of shout-outs out and say, you know, what your thoughts on this, what your thoughts on that. Um, so, if you want to get them in, get them in, and we'll read them out. So, my name's Andy. And that there vaping. Oh shit! Sorry, I'm Gemma. Sorry, I should know this by now. <laughs> no, I caught, I caught, uh, I caught you mid vaping. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and we are a wrestling podcast, despite what you've probably listened to for the first hour of the last twenty shows. <laughs> so, I mean, I think to start with, because I do want to be positive to a degree with this. Yes. I don't want to be that guy. No, I, I don't either. So I think we should start by what we thought going in uh-huh. and then what we think coming out. Okay. So we'll start with Clash. I've got something for this. With, what, for Clash? Yes. I hope it works. I just think it will help us just to get into the zone of Clash at the Castle. Wait there, I hope. Is it Tom Jones? <laughs> Fucking hell. Green sleeves Welsh. I don't care. <laughs> don't give a fuck. It's medieval as it gets. It's castles. I'm feeling all ye olde English. I think you know the visit Wales videos that were play- visit Cardiff videos that were playing. Yeah. Those drone shots of castles. Oh, fuck! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Turn your volume uh, down. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll fade that out. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Acknowledge I mean, me. I only listened to the first couple. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, Reigns is doing like a shit deal. Like, acknowledge this. <laughs> acknowledge this scent. <laughs> uh, that'll do for green sleeves. I'll do for green sleeves. Uh, but yeah, I was just trying to get us in the, you know, in the vibe. In the mood. They were, trying the mood. To, they were trying to create for us when we were watching. Probably worth doing that before we watched it, but like maybe yeah, not I afterwards. Guess so. But... I guess so. So I'm going to, st- you're starting. 
So I'm gonna oh, put, I have. I'm gonna put you spot on. This is pre. Okay. Yes. So we're not talking because you you watched all of this shit. I did. I did. You watched watch all, it all of it. And when every I say shit, I'm not saying it's shit. Frame. I'm just all of the shit. Yeah. Every frame of it, I did. Um. So going into like before it it started, mm-hmm. how did you feel? What what were you were you looking forward to it? You know. Give right. Us, okay. Give us a give us a five minute rundown of how you were feeling beforehand. Sure. So it felt a little. This this was kind of the epitome of me at Christmas, where I'm Shit. excited in the lead up, and then when the day starts to arrive, I, I've lost all my excitement. So a few weeks okay. ago, I was quite buzzing for Clash at the Castle. Right. Um, and then when the day arrived, I was like, Oh yeah, it's Clash at the Castle. Oh cool. So I wasn't that asked on the day, to be quite honest. Right. However, going into it, <coughs> knowing fuck all, like mm. not knowing any of the matches, literally none. I, did, I, I knew Drew McIntyre was in the main event with Roman Reigns, of course. Yeah. But the only reason I knew he was against Roman Reigns is because I know Roman Reigns is a top guy. I didn't know that was the build match. Well, that, that was like, so, so uh, for sort of context, for the last two weeks, I've managed to stay away from all rag sheets. Yes, same. Including Wrestling Observer Live. Which you which used I've to not, watch religiously Every on day YouTube, I used yeah. to watch that. Apart yeah. from Sundays, because I, I didn't like Andrew Zarian. Not because he's a bad guy, but just delivery-wise. You, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I used to watch it Monday to Friday, religiously. And I used to be subscribed to the other one, the, the, the main sort of part, not the Observer, just the YouTube one. So you didn't get the Observer radio, because I don't like Dave Meltzer. Um, again, not as a human being, as a journalist, because um, I have to clarify those sort of things now. The and you, you do, and I kind of said it like you do get things ruined for you. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. And I did see, which really angered me about an hour before, and I, but I didn't click into it. But people were putting up that Bray Wyatt was coming back. Right. Okay. Because of people like Sean Rossap and all that kind of stuff, saying, "Oh, Bray, Bray Wyatt's returning tonight," and I was like, "Fuck!" And I didn't say it. To, I didn't purposely didn't say it to you, mm. just in case, because that would have been quite a cool thing to see. Yeah. And I was just like, "For fuck's sake, why have I done that?" I mean, it's it's really hard to to not see stuff, yeah. even when you're avoiding it. But yeah, the, the thing that sort of like made me feel a bit more jazzed about it was seeing. You know, like Kurt, who like we met before, he'd gone yeah. to wrestling shows. He'd posted a couple of pictures about like because he, he went and okay, and I'd see seen that. a couple of things. I don't know whether it was his, but it was like um, when you get off the train, like you know the little doors you go through, like when you scan your ticket and the little flappy doors open. Oh yeah, at yeah. the train station. Yeah. they were all WWE branded, shit. and it's like welcome to Cardiff, wow. and it was all like shit down the street. You know, like on the lampposts when they have those things. And like I was a like, WrestleMania. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Do you know what Cardiff really, really made a massive effort? Like they proper leaned into it, and. That was exciting. I thought for fans traveling and seeing that before I watched the show, mm. I was like, that's great. Yeah. Like, that's really great. And since then, weirdly enough, I like, because obviously I'm a business owner, so I have to, even though I fucking hate it, I have to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. And I've seen a few people have liked other people's things. It's like Twitter where someone likes it, it pops up on your feed. People who were involved in 
Okay. In the th- kind That's of thing, cool. it's like people going, "Oh, so proud that we pulled this off," and it's people involved in different parts of it, nice. and they posted like shots of you know the show, mm. and that's really fucking cool to yeah, see, yeah. and especially because it's the UK, because it's Cardiff, because Cardiff don't get a lot of shit. They, they really don't. It's it's a bit like Glasgow and it's a bit like Belfast when it yeah. comes to the UK. They don't get a lot of stuff, and it's always very London centric. London, Manchester, Birmingham get a lot of shit mm. like they get a lot mm. of stuff and you get like wales gets left out of stuff so it was dead yeah. it was really cool to see that the pro- the proper embraced it they've gone to town it was really you know i did i know i i know we're getting in like getting into the show a little bit yeah leave the show out of it for now because I've, I've got to do my preamble yeah okay well, but like so. i i appreciated that and i appreciated yeah. seeing the fans getting there and being excited yeah and then knowing in your head that people from europe are traveling in and yeah. they get a, a nice experience i know i didn't see anything at the airport because i didn't see any posts but i bet the airport was the same you know yeah. people could i don't know have they got an airport that's really ignorant of me yeah Cardiff's but like airport, yeah. like i'm sure the airport would have been the same and that was nice and, and and then i was like this is this is cool. I think the biggest thing I was excited about was seeing a UK-based show on that scale in a stadium. Mm. I wasn't asked about the show or what I was about to see or what matches there were. I, I couldn't have really given a shit. Okay. But I wanted to hear the crowd. I knew they'd be buzzing for it because it's like food to the starving. We've had fuck all for years. Yeah. And that's how I... That was my excitement. Yeah. Over to you, Andy. Yeah, well, I, I was excited for it, and I did tweet out beforehand that I was more excited for... This is kind of giving the game away for All Out. But I was more excited for Clash than I was All Out. Yeah. Because I've, I've been watching AEW every week, you know, kind of been a bit disenfranchised with it, whether that's because it the quality is actually dipped or I'm just kind of pulling back from wrestling a little bit, um, which I'll give my thoughts on after as mm. well. Um, but yeah, I was really kind of ready for it. I thought, you know, like 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 I always do, and I did say to to Gaz, like I'm always hooked in, like by it, because the things like you know, the the good thing about Take a Drink WrestleMania was was walking around Florida and it was everywhere. Yeah. So hearing that, and because I've I've not seen shit. I didn't know Kurt had gone. And I didn't see I didn't see anything because I don't go on the homepage mm. strictly. You know, when, when I do go on the homepage and there's like a top comment, it's more often than not it's from somebody that we talk to a lot. Mm-hmm. So if they're if they're like replying to somebody or they're retweeting something or whatever, but and that comes up when I load it up. I need to really just start loading up the notifications. Then. Weirdly enough, my phone. When I type in Twitter, because I only look at it on my phone, really. Yeah. When I type in Twitter, the only link that it lets me t- click is notifications. So, like, so you can't I, go on the home No, page. so, like, I can. Oh, okay. I can if I want to. Christ, I but it's the, it's the auto link. But I don't like sometimes to see the notifications because you're the one on Twitter more and I don't like knocking them off because then I worry you're not going to see oh, them. don't worry about Because you're the one who replies to people. I, I think I, I replied to um, someone talking <clears> about the alpaca wanker. Um, the other week because I was like yeah mate I'm fucking with you there but other than that I don't tend to be the one who replies so hence yeah. why I put a little G at the end of me tweets yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite funny maybe I should put an A at the end of no because it's mostly you it's just like unusual I don't think it really matters, it? no like, 
but yeah, I, that's why. So I don't go on the homepage. So, and it's not because I don't want to see people having a good time. Because I would love it if that's all it was. But it's not. It's people liking porn bots. It's people talking shit and fucking trying to goad each other and just talking bare bullshit. Um, so I don't. I'm. I don't go on it. But I, I was genuinely excited for it. I thought, you know, massive, massive crowd. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> just a quick, like. Why did why they put an extra five hundred tickets on it? I've got no idea. But you know, like normally WrestleMania is like ten thousand, fifteen thousand. It's like <laughs> the actual attendance was something like sixty two thousand three hundred and summer, and they were like sixty two thousand seven hundred. It's like why? That's like everyone backstage. Yeah, maybe It'd be about three hundred people but, backstage. But normally that gets taken into account because it's di- it's distrib- distributed tickets and attendance. Mm. So like, if you see WrestleTix, they'll say X amount of tickets sold, X amount of people attended. Yeah. So so they did just put like five hundred people on it, and it's like I wonder. Why? On a side note, I know this is a bit random, but I wonder how many people were gonna go. And then ended up going to the Taylor Hawkins thing in London instead. Well, not well, maybe maybe a like, but then like we sold their tickets, maybe. Yeah, you know, like because it, it, you know, it was an odd day. It's an odd day in the UK Mm. post pandemic where you've got two big fucking things going on at the same time. I was gonna say that it's like so that was pretty much sold out from all I'd heard, but I didn't see an actual attendance. But the little bit that we watched before we started watching Clash. Mm. Um, it looked pretty full. Yeah, it was amazing. So that could have been like eighty thousand people, and then you've got sixty thousand people at this stadium for, um, for wrestling, and then you've got well, can't call it wrestling, uh, WWE, and then you've got probably arenas up and down the country that have got stuff in that night. Mm. So I think like post pandemic blues has kind of gone. And, it, and and the shift the shift for me personally has been this weekend, from seeing the Taylor Hawkins thing, which is super sad, and I still can't like get my head around it, um, and Clash is like two major events, and there was probably more that we just don't know about because we don't go in those circles. There's probably something that had forty thousand, and I think uh, you know obviously like every every Saturday and Tuesday there's football on with thousands of people in there mm. now so mm-hmm. it's good to kind of see that there's a few things going on that has kind of taken us complete not completely out of it because people are still you know getting it and all that kind and of things stuff. for us as well because obviously the festivals have been on but we're not we don't give a shit about the festivals no. and we haven't watched any I haven't watched any of the coverage of any of the festivals that have happened so it's more music rubbish <laughs> well yeah it's just not for me but um no. I'd but, watch download if they put they used to put that on BBC but not anymore I know has that been on it. this year yeah it was Maiden was headlining it with like it's usually days. quite early download isn't it compared yeah. to all the other festivals yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's long gone um but yeah, I was I was really looking forward to it, and I and I, exactly what I tweeted, I was looking forward to it more than all out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I kind of put I put it down to like a load of different things. Uh, one being, I knew nothing about it, knew none of the matches apart from the main event, mm. literally none of them. I'd stayed away from everything, and I was really like happy with myself that I didn't look at a card and yeah. all that kind of stuff because I think. 
uh, I won't I won't go, I won't go there yet because we're, we're not sort of talking about the show. But I was like as it was leading up, I was like you know because I th- didn't you go out for a bit on the Saturday? I went to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So like as it was leading up, I was kind of like oh we got two hours, we got one hour, mm-hmm. and I was messaging you going oh it's on at six and you know so I was and I didn't watch any of the pre-show like none of the pre-show so it was just like right bang all these video packages it's the first time you've seen them similar a similar way that we watched wrestlemania this year um so yeah so i was really i was i was ready to kind of be brought back in yeah so to speak yeah so let's go some tweets about clash first I'm going to top up my glass while you're doing that. Um, so I can kind of ruin it now with these tweets, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, so first we got our game banter, who's put, I thought Rawlins versus Riddle was a great match. Uh, thought Rawlins having a great match, though, is the least shocking thing ever to happen on a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Uh, I think they thought that sending everyone home happy after a sing-along would be sending them home happy, except... If you're not a boxing fan, because why the fuck would you be? <laughs> they just ended with a big British, res- the biggest British wrestling show in 30 years, with a non-wrestler singing American Pie. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's yeah. funny. Um, so at Axel Jamo is put. Clash was all right. Long matches didn't really give the crowd the end they wanted. Um, how can they have a bigger reaction than uh, when Roman loses the belts? Uh, it's like they don't like their own fans. Lol. Uh, enjoyed class at the Cashels. Shame. Oh, that's a different person. I thought he had more for Axel. Yes, Clash was all right. Long matches. Uh, didn't. Yeah. No. I've just actually tagged both the same tweet in. I'm sure he gave us more than one. Clash was all right. Uh, and that's no, because that's about all out. Um, so at Chris Oryx thirty one. Put enjoy class at the Cashels. Shame they didn't do. Should I stay or should I go? Though, don't quite get that. The Clash. Ah, that's why. I, I'm I, presuming I was, so. I was thinking Welsh, so I couldn't really should get my head around that. Uh, the go? highlights of the WWE show for me was the four nil sign a Celtic fan had made about the old firm game earlier. I should read these beforehand, but you do make me laugh, Chris. A <laughs> uh, Celtic fan had made about the old firm game earlier in the day. And the two seconds of hope that Tom Jones was there when they announced a Welsh legend. <laughs> uh, watched it with my dad and having a laugh made it f- a fun show. He enjoyed it despite not knowing any of the wrestlers. And we're still waiting on Brian if he can get his thoughts in. But I think he enjoyed it based on context of last night. So, Clash of the Castle, you can go first. Okay, um... Uh, right, oh gosh, where to start? So, I was quite high energy going in, and I was quite excited. I was a bit surprised at the match that opened it, so it was Bianca Belair and everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I was, I, I really didn't think that was going to open at all. I thought it was going to be, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I didn't think it was going to be that. But it was, you know, I, I I'm not going to talk about matches individually because I don't, I never have a lot to say about no. individual matches, particularly. And there were certain, you know, points in the show that I was enjoying, and I was enjoying it, like, on a level. So if we're talking about, like, my enjoyment level being on 1 to 10, mm. I was probably getting to a 6 or 7. Okay. And I guess I kind of peaked at about 7. Right. Um. 
weirdly, I like because I didn't know anything that going into it, I didn't have this expectation of surprises or anyone coming out. Right. I thought there would be. What I'm saying is I didn't have a specific one in mind. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? However, the overarching thing for me, and I know we've talked about this, and I'm sorry if I'm kind of stepping on your toes because I know we're both in agreement on this. Um, I didn't think enough was done for the crowd, really, in terms of surprises, in terms of extra entertainment. You know, we had... Even the the shit music that we always say is, you know, the music spot is crap. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, where was that? You know, there, there was, it was missing that, like, little bit of, like, extra added flair. Yeah. That, you know, and not Ric Flair. But, like, the extra, you know, like, little bit that made it feel like a special event. Even for me, and I was thinking about it afterwards, and I thought, well, what, you know, like, okay, so what what would you have done? And I thought, even if Triple H would have come out and announced the audience numbers mm. and said, mm. this yeah. is a great show, the audience tonight is this, thank you everyone, it's great to be back, pandemic, back in the UK, he's the new guy who's in charge, or or even Stephanie doing it as the new fucking CEO. Crash can't trust her. Don't you know, gag it up, <laughs> you got to gag it up. But, um, but... <laughs> Like, I, I, I was just like, I was missing that added hmm. pizzazz, I guess. The, just something. And that's not saying I'd need a brand new surprise big wrestler return or anything, because I'm out of WWE. I don't know, apart from Bray Wyatt, um, apart from, you know, talent being from fucking stolen from AEW, I don't know who would be a big surprise return, to be perfectly frank with you. However, you know, I... It was missing those big moments. I, I thought it was like... I understand that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins have a child, so it's a bit tricky for them both to be travelling abroad to a show because they live in America. But Becky Lynch is Irish. It's in Cardiff. It's there for days, you know, to just come out and say hi. And, and I said to you before, Andy, if there was ever going to be a surprise comeback, I thought Becky comes out and chats shit probably or chat something or if she's a face which i understand she is now or maybe i'm not sure but like she comes out says something and that's when you get maybe your sasha banks return Mm. and you get a big whoa for the crowd and you send them home kind of like they've, they've witnessed something special yeah and as it went on and when they um showed like you know, some of the people who were ringside, you know, Bret Hart and all that shit, it's great. But I thought, oh, this is it. This is this is it for, like, the special stuff. And Tyson Fury, you knew he was... You knew you knew he was coming out because... And you went re- to him three times. The reason before, I yeah. knew that I de- didn't tell you before the show, I knew Tyson Fury was involved, is How? because I saw... The only thing I saw that spoiled something for me was that Triple H had done like a kayfabe sort of interview thing. Right. But I just saw the headline where it's like, Triple H is warning to Tyson Fury for Clash at the Castle. So, so I knew Tyson Fury oh, okay. was going to get involved in some manner. 
<coughs> in some way I knew mm. that guy was going to get involved. Yeah. But I didn't want to say anything to you. Yeah, I didn't Because I, I, I knew you that, didn't yeah. know that. And you were like, oh, there's Tyson Fury. And I was like, right, he doesn't know, so I won't say anything. I, I literally, you know, you could probably have put two and two together, but I didn't. I was yeah. just like, oh, he's in the crowd. Yeah. And it showed a few other people, like... I can't remember who else it showed, but like, but I remember. I think I was doing something like getting a drink or something, and you went, "Oh, Tyson Fury's kids are like next to him." Who was that? Oh, I don't remember. Like a celebrity in the crowd or something. Well, they had the UFC guy. Oh, that was it. Yeah, they had Leon Edwards, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the belt. Yeah, that was cool. Because one of Tyson Fury's kids was fast asleep. That's what I was <laughs> yeah. like. Jesus. That was that was yeah. it. Is like Rocky was like. God, yeah. That was what a moment that was. Just as a quick side. Oh, yeah, what a guy. U- UFC at the moment's like proper, like doing it for me. Like, it's just. It's great. It's so good. Sorry about my popping uh, vape no, guys, for anyone that. listening on headphones. But, um, yeah, so, so I kind of. One thing I found really interesting, and I said it to you, and I said it to you again today before we started recording, was whenever I watch WWE shows, have been dead late at night mm. and it gets to a couple of hours in i'm tired i lose all my energy and i'm kind of just waiting for it to finish yeah this was on at a time that was you know like early evening it started and i got a couple of hours in and i was tired and i wanted it to finish i felt exactly the same as i usually feel at four o'clock in the morning mm. five o'clock in the morning i was like oh maybe it's not that i'm tired yeah. maybe it's that I'm getting bored at this point. Mm. And I said to you, and I don't remember at what point the show was, I was like, I feel right now exactly how we felt when we were watching the Oscars right before the Will Smith slap. <laughs> because we were both flagging, we'd had enough, yeah. and then the slap happened and we were both wide awake, like, what the fuck? Um, and it, and I was felt like I needed a moment. I needed something yeah. to just sort of like keep my energy levels up. up. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, although I enjoyed quite a few of the matches, actually, I do think they're overly long. The WWE style of match, which is not a lot happening, very safe. You know, it's not as fast. It's not as impressive as AEW for me. The WWE style, and I always had this problem, was that the matches are all a very similar amount of time. So you're talking probably, if you were to time them, they're like 17 minutes, 20 minutes, 23 minutes, da 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 Much and muchness. It doesn't sound like a long time, but for me, that's too long. They're yeah. all a little bit too long because mm. nothing, not a lot's happening. Mm. And I'm my attention's getting lost. Like, usually about... Th- you know, like at the start of the matches, because I know nothing's going to happen until the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. For some, for some of them, where you just like they're doing nothing, mm-hmm. and I really struggled with that. I was like, "Here we go." When a new match started, I was like, "Here we go." Well, nothing's going to happen for, and I know how long this match is going to be because yeah. they've all been the similar length. And I did. I think three quarters of the way through the show, I got my phone. I started you know, playing games on my phone and just looking up every now and again. And I was willing it to be over at the end, which is bad, but I was bored. I was a bit bored by it. That's not to say that they weren't great matches. I did enjoy, you know, the main event. I enjoyed, you know, I I, I did like the Riddle and Seth Rollins one. Mm. I enjoyed the first women's match. I enjoyed quite a few of them, but when I say enjoy, it wasn't like peak 
Exc- yeah. I weren't excited at, no. at all throughout it. No. And I don't believe that that's because I'm out of it and I don't know what's going on. I actually think I would have been less excited had I known what was going on. Yeah. Because I would have then been able to predict what was going to happen. Whereas I could, you know, like, at least I couldn't predict it. Yeah. So I yeah. don't, I think if I went into it as someone who'd watched WWE every single week, Raw, SmackDown, all the pay-per-views, I don't think I would have enjoyed that show as much. Mm-hmm. And that's my thoughts. Well, just as a side, on a positive note, before mm. I give you what I thought, is, and this is a legitimate question, is Bianca Belair the best female wrestler in the world right now? Yeah. yeah. I, would, I, I would 100% so say so. She's so talented. She looked, she did, she did look like a fish out of water a little bit during that match a few times where it seemed to fall apart a few... Not not in a way that you... Not in a way where it's like, yeah. oh, fuck me, this is fucking dreadful, it's fell apart. But in a way where it's like, I'm not quite sure what's happening next. I feel like we've lost our <clears throat> rhythm here. I, I felt like that as well, but I think mm. it's because they got more time than they normally get. So, mm. so it got to a, a certain point where they were like, I think they got told, fill another five minutes. And it, and that's hard if you... But, yeah. but again, I've, I've, get, I've not heard anything because I don't look on rag sheets or anything like that like I've not heard any reviews of the show by Alvarez so he didn't you know because normally he would say oh you know they had 15 minutes something happened and they had to go 20 minutes or something like yeah. that um, but yeah every I mean the last time I saw Bianca Belair was Wrestlemania and every time I see her I'm like she is the best she's so watchable so likeable like everything about she's just the whole package and we were talking about that while we were watching it it's like that's someone who's not come from that i'm a massive fan of wrestling and i've idolized vince mcmahon from day one and all that shit you know she was a crossfitter yeah who just gets it you know like who was it mark henry or someone i can't can't remember someone who'd like spotted her and said you need to do a tryout and she was like okay fuck it i'll give it a go and now she's like the Madness. best women's wrestler. Yeah. Te- I technically is probably a bit strong, but as far as like a finished product, I do think she's the best. She's the number one draft pick for if you were drafted a women's division. Yeah. Um, I think j- just just to sort of like round out my sort of like views before mm. I hand over to you. Yeah. That show I think deserved some more appearances from their roster from who they've got at the moment like Becky I know Cody's injured so he's out Mm. and but when they put those packages up where they just show a person and showcase them it reminds you of how missed they are at that show Mm, and you just go oh yeah it would have been better if they would have been there and just interestingly on that when they were doing that because obviously we, we were kind of watching it not knowing what was going on. But by the time, I think the final one of those that they showed was the Usos. Mm. So I instantly went, oh, so the Usos are not coming out with Roman Reigns then. Yeah. And you just go, oh, that's such a shame. And and it's, I, kn- I, know, it's, I know it's a moot point because I know Cody Rhodes is out. Mm. But it well, would have been Guardians so Galaxy, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so interesting to see how that crowd would have responded to him. I know, Because yeah. they've been champing at the bit for AEW to come over while he was there. Yeah. And I think the reaction would have been interesting. Yeah, like I think I would it have, would have been massive. I would have loved to have seen... I'm sure he would have loved to have had... Yeah. Know, it would have been, like, a bit of a gamble, like, what they're going to do. But I think it would have been positive. Mm. Because they're there as WWE fans, so of course. Yeah. But 
there are just some people i think becky lynch was massively missed i don't know if she's injured i don't think she is but like yeah i, I just would have liked to have seen a few more people and a bit more of like guest appearances you know like people coming in having a chat like i don't know it's just yeah. it was very much like here are the matches here's your card that you've probably all been very aware of for a long time and that's it that's all you're getting that's 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 your lot mm. and it's such a big deal for the for the audience it's the first show in the uk like that that scale in, in donkey's years i think they owed yeah. the crowd a bit more than what they gave them and the tyson fury thing isn't it wasn't enough. It, I mean, it was fucking... I thought it was gash, to be honest. And it wasn't satisfying for the crowd. They don't They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit about Tyson Fury coming in and singing a song with the guy who they wanted to win, who's just lost. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Like, no one cared. They, they wanted to see something like wrestling content special. Not, oh, here's a guy who boxes over here. I, I don't know. I just don't think it's yeah. special enough here's to give a cel- him. Here's a random celebrity. Yeah, was, yeah. it's just not good enough. That, I, don't, I don't think that was good enough. I don't think that ending was good enough at all. It's almost like they were sat in a room and went, well, Drew's not winning, so how yeah. can we send him home happy? And that was not good enough to send people home happy, to me. Mm. But that's just my opinion. Yeah? Over to you, finally. No, I don't, don't be daft. I mean, there's not too much... I mean, I do have I do have things to add. I do agree with you. I think if we're going, we'll start with like production. I thought the what did I say as soon as I saw that ramp? Yeah, it looked like a house. Looks show. like a house show. Yeah. And I only put the castle up, and that was like the screens, and that looked quite cool. Yeah, um, it did. The uh, <laughs> the intern they dragged the intern out to make a CGI dragon that looked crap. Yeah. I was just like, why are you still doing Their this? Their CGI was appalling. Oh my God, Terrible. why are you still doing it? Um, but yeah, I said straight away when I saw the ramp, I was like, oh, this looks like a house show. This looks like when they go and do those Saudi Arabia shows. It's how that looked mm. when we watched those. Um, match quality, I've heard, the only things I've like heard about WWE's match quality since Triple H has um, got back involved is how much better it's got. I didn't see that. I I didn't see uh, it being better. Like, I don't disagree with people. So, so my, my, my thoughts, like, Riddle... So, the, to, to go for Gaz's one first, because he was the one who, like... Um, he was the one that kind of tweeted first, is the Riddle... Uh, Seth match being good it was good but I don't really remember it that well the most I remember from that match was the the kind of John Jones Daniel Cormier interview they did where he was like he's still there you bitch and all this yeah. kind of stuff and he was and he, I did think it was it was good that though yeah when he went that, after that him was, and said your wife's left you and yeah took the yeah kids, and he like, was like Holy. where and he was like where the fuck are you and I, I believed the fuck it out. Yeah, I, I like, believed Shit. it I, t- I don't know how that went down when you watched it but when it was cut together as a promo I was like holy fucking yeah, yeah. shit that's beef and there weren't any any of like Sephiroth. I mean, they did. They played it in the intro, and I think it must have been during that video package where they did it. But I didn't hear a lot of Seth Rollins's laugh. Yeah, no, thank so God. So maybe they're raining that in a little bit, mm. but probably not. Uh, I did think it was amazing when the crowd was singing his song. 
Like that's just absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, match quality too long. Not a lot happens. Like I don't mind a long match if you build into a crescendo, but it it does feel like they're still working a bit safe to me. So there's a lot of rest holds. There's a lot of you know somebody's up against the corner just taking shots and mm. you know nothing's really happening. It did remind me of a house show. Is it was like. Some some people treated it like a house show, and some people, Seamus, tweeted it like it was the last match they were ever going to wrestle in their life. Yeah, so it's my not about Seamus, isn't that bad? Yeah, my my favourite match of the night, as far as like wrestling content, was Volta because I refused to say Gunther and Seamus because it was hard hitting. It was very you know I wouldn't say it was it was up there with the She and Kingston on the kickoff show. But that was, you can argue that that was ridiculous because all they were doing was slapping each other in the chest. Ishii's like, chest was like absolutely mangled. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll talk about it later, maybe we won't. Um, but I did really enjoy it. It was really hard hitting. I've always been a fan of Walter um, since seeing him in progress and then seeing him in the UK stuff. And he's always been like, God, if they can get that guy on the main roster, he's going to be. Mm. flying and he's the Intercontinental Champion it makes the Intercontinental Championship really legitimate um, that match I feel, I feel has done more for the Intercontinental title than they have done in years even when we were watching it maybe they've done loads of stuff recently but again not been watching it so I don't know but I feel like after watching that um, Gunter Volta uh, Sheamus match that was like, okay, they're treating the Intercontinental title a little bit better here because they had an absolute war, mm. arguably could have headlined the show. If it was for the WWE title, would you have been like that bothered? If, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it felt like they were giving that a lot of time and a lot of um, kind of room for manoeuvre. Like, it was, it was really cool. Um, <clears throat> I, I agree with you. So, I, so my... When when I when I finished watching it, I kind of tweeted out saying, "Yeah, this was okay, that was okay, but I do feel like the people in the crowd deserved a little bit more." Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where you finish with that. Now that days have passed, I've gone way beyond that. Okay. And now it angers me, but I understand I can't be angry on behalf of other people. But my honest thought is, is that they rip people off. Mm. That's what I thought. Those ticket prices were ridiculous. They were. They, they were, were absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Were and I think, well, thank God we didn't go because that would have cost a small fortune to go for a couple of days. Talking like a thousand pound for two tickets, hotels, travel, oh, you know, a thousand pound, right? Yeah. And nothing happened on the show. Absolutely nothing. No belts changed hands. There was no shock wins. There was no big big moment it was a house show that's exactly the way house shows go Mm. and that may be a bit extreme for people but my opinion is that they sold tickets off the back of McIntyre winning the belt yeah that's what I think I don't think a lot of tickets I, I think maybe a few but if McIntyre wasn't and obviously they're putting him in the main event to sell tickets but then you think, right, okay. So you think to yourself, because I, I thought to myself, right, so they're doing Clash at the Castle, 
McIntyre's in the main event against Roman Reigns. It's the first first time in 30 years that they've been back to the UK for a huge show. McIntyre's got a win. But then you'd be like, oh, well, you know, they still won't do it, but there might be some other things on the show that makes it makes it great and then McIntyre can come this close and they cheat and get out of there. So, like, an hour into it, I was like, okay, you know, McIntyre's probably not going to win, but there's going to be some other things on it that are going to be great for the crowd and then they're still they're still going to feel like spending all that money was worth it. Mm. And, and, and 99.9% of people might be really happy to have done that and that's totally fine because there was obviously loads of stuff going on around that weekend. There was an Undertaker show... There was like a bit of a fan festy type thing. So it wasn't just the show that you were getting. You could have done more. Yeah. But my personal opinion of if I'd have spent £300 to get a, 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 a top of lower tier ticket, more if you go further down, was that they got ripped off. And I do feel like they sold that building out because they pretty much did. There was only like a thousand mm. tickets left. It's close they've ever really got to a proper seller, a, a, a genuine seller. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do believe that they sold that show based on two things. The fact that they'd not been in the UK for 30 years and the slim chance of McIntyre beating Roman Reigns for the title. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And then when they started it, they showed British Bulldog and they showed Bret Hart in the crowd and what happened at the end of SummerSlam 92. British Bulldog beat Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title and they showed that and I was like oh the McIntyre might do this mm-hmm. I genuinely believed he was going yeah and in retrospect it's dead easy to say oh of course he wasn't winning because like loads of people have said that to me loads of people said oh McIntyre was never going to win well maybe maybe like people who've been watching all the time are like oh yeah McIntyre's never going to win but they set that whole thing up and they had McIntyre on talk shows and, and Triple H on talk shows and all that kind of stuff. Roman Reigns that I saw weren't doing the rounds. It was McIntyre, mm-hmm. obviously, because he's the, he's the UK wrestler going for the big title. Um, the match itself, I think, was the best match on the card mm. because I remember being quite into it. Yeah, the the false finishes and, and all yeah. that stuff was really like... You couldn't not be on the edge of your seat watching it. They did, mm. It did a job. Like, it was it was very entertaining. And yeah. there was, like, finishers getting... You know, it getting was, kicked it, it's off. like, fuck, I've got... And now I don't know how it's going to finish because yeah. I've seen finishers and it's like... Yeah, and yeah. they're kicked out of them. So yeah. how are we going to finish this now? Absolutely. So it's, it's anyone's game at that point. Once... Finishes have been kicked out of each one. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit. This is anyone's, yeah. Yeah, like this. This is like, I've no idea, not a fucking clue. Which so is was great. Down. Like, which is yeah. which is really entertaining. So it was a WrestleMania caliber match, mm-hmm. and it's probably the best match I've seen Roman Reigns in. Yeah. Without without a doubt, yeah, the yeah. best match I've seen Roman mm. Reigns in, which just furthers the point of he's doing the best work of his career right now. The, the finish doesn't bother me because, the you know, it's the cheat to win. You know, Solo Sokoa turns up. He was in NXT, I think. Um, but he's he's obviously now a part of that Bloodline group, which, you know, more the merrier, get them all in. Mm. Um, so that doesn't bother me. 
Oh yeah, and the, you had Theory trying to cash in, and Tyson Fury knocks him out, which I thought was great. I thought that was enough for Tyson Fury. Yeah, I I thought that was all we were going to get, but then, so I can't even remember the finish, but you know we'll we'll carry on from like the three count. So Tyson Fury like jumps the guardrail, gets in the ring, and you know. Roman Reigns has just cheated to win against the hometown guy. Well, not hometown, but you know what I mean. Well, pretty much. And he shakes his hand and Roman like gets out of the ring and leaves. And I thought that was so odd. It was weird, And the yeah. crowd thought, the crowd went a bit weirdly quiet, like, mm. what's going on? Well, then you think, oh, Tyson Fury's going to knock out Drew then. Well, well, that's if Vince was in charge, that's probably what would have happened. Um... So then he gets on the mic and start, and he's and he's going. All these people like wanted you to win, but we're all proud of you. You give it a good. It was a great fight. You give it a good go. Um, and here's me singing. And like I tweet, like, what the hell's this? And the amount of people that were like, oh, it's uh, he, he does it's this. What after, he does. This is just what he does. I was like, oh, really? I know. And then yeah. got called a yank, which was funny. That's funny. But like, when people say like, what what is this? It takes a, a particular type of stupid to go, oh, well, this, if you don't know, this is what Tyson Fury does after a fight as he sings to the crowd. Like, that's not, that's obviously not what I mean, you five year old calling me a yank. You're either five <laughs> or 60. I don't even think yank was a term anymore. Um, how is that like. Degrading towards Americans as well. It's like I thought it was like a Yankee, as in like if you. Well, well there is the Yankees. Like that's New a baseball team. Yeah, it, it just. It, I've it, never understood the term Yank. Yeah. I've never well, got well, it. Well why, well, why it's offensive? Because it's ne- not. No, I've never yeah. understood it. I don't get um, it. But it was just so odd, and then the singing, and then he does like a he does he does like an address to the crowd. I was like, this is a house show. This is what they do at the end of house mm. shows. Well, I said to you, didn't I? I was like, I bet the crowd think the cameras are off now. Yeah. Because it, it struck. Because that's what yeah, it yeah. felt like. That bit at the end felt like the cameras are off, and this is just for you yeah. guys. Because it was so, and it was the fact that like Drew McIntyre said to him, "Oh, do you know a bit of Sweet Caroline?" And then yeah, he just said, I was like, and then he just was like, didn't say anything. And then Drew sang somewhere else, and it was like, I this is so remember. fucking awkward. Yeah. Like, it's it's so it seems so like the the bit after the show that's just for the audience. Yeah, yeah. And yet we were seeing it, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. This is so shit. Yeah, it's so shit. And there was no pyro, no like, no nothing. So Hello. it was it wasn't a big show. No. And and that is that was a disappointing thing because I did think they were going to kind of mm. go all out, but not go all out to the point where it's like WrestleMania, but go all out. Have more than what six matches that was on it. There might have been some on the pre-show, but I didn't I didn't watch that, and I've not looked to see if there was any on the pre pre-show. We didn't want to watch the pre-show because, like you said, we didn't want to see because then we knew they'd be selling the matches for the for the yeah. show. And it was like, we don't want to watch those video packages twice. I just want to see them for the first time on the show. So I would have watched the pre-show because there might have been like a decent match on it, but I didn't want to ruin it for us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what I thought. I was like, Mm. I don't don't want to watch the pre-show because I don't want the video packages ruining. Because even if there's a couple of matches on it, it's like video package after video package. They just get replayed. It's the same one, which I just think is shite. But like, you know, if you put all those video packages together that weren't to do with the actual matches, you've probably got 25 minutes. Easy, yeah. So that could have been another match, you know. Mm. And it's like, 
I just think it's it's hard because you know if people enjoyed it they enjoyed it because all the tweets we got are like people enjoyed it. Um, but I do think people got ripped off who were in there because the prices were more than a WrestleMania ticket, and that was the big story. That was the story on like the Cardiff news and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Is like these tickets will cost more than WrestleMania. Like there's people that were saying, "Oh, I went to WrestleMania this year, and these t- to to sit in a similar area, it, it's going to cost just as much or more." Yeah, and I was just like, "What?" And that makes you think, okay, well they've got they're going to be doing something good then, so that's that's the problem that I have with um, with Clash is that I and this is you know maybe a fault of my own. I always feel like they're gonna do something big. I always feel like I'm gonna come away from it and go, yes, yeah. that was that was great because it because you know even with like a few people coming out or maybe a few more matches. I still would have had the same issues with it. I would have st- still thought that the wrestling wasn't particularly great. And, but, you know, like WrestleMania, I had the Jackass match that was really fun and all that kind of stuff. I thought I thought there would be a lot more that was that was for it. And maybe, maybe it's one of them things where Tyson Fury was supposed to have a match and he couldn't. So maybe there was that and then they dropped it down. You know, who, who knows what the fuck happened. But I do think it was a massive rip-off. Well, I, I've the thing that I thought was um, a, a bit of a shame slash missed opportunity. I don't, I don't know, but like when the end of the Sheamus match, when Sheamus left the ring, that was cool, and everyone was like going crazy for him, and it was as though he was retiring. It felt like he had yeah, that yeah. Like, vibe about it. Yeah. Um, but that was. You then replicated it in the main event, and it's like the crowd have already had that moment yeah. of cheering their like hometown. I know he's from Ireland, and it's but whatever you know, it's like that same like he's he's one of us sort of thing. He's a yeah. European, so it's like we had that moment of like standing, you know, standing up and applauding someone for a job well done, mm. even though they couldn't get the job done. Yeah, and it was very heartfelt, and it felt very emotional. And then we were kind of asked to do it again at the end. And it was a bit like... But it weren't as good. No, it, it weren't. It, it was it like forced. It wasn't yeah, natural. But, yeah, but, but the audience... Are, I think you can only... I know... I, I feel like I contradict myself a lot, but sometimes in certain situations, I think you can only ask the audience to feel something once. Mm. And I think they got all that out for the Seamus thing by like... Rap, there were rapturous applause yeah, for yeah. him. It was a job well done. It was a great match. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know, like, obviously, Walter, fucking whatever he's called now, um, he's European too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And and it's easy to, you know, it's easy to be against him. And Seamus, like, put on an amazing match. Yeah. And they, they, they got to... And you even said, you were like, if Seamus loses this, I think Drew McIntyre's going to win. So this is going to be the... But again, that's me thinking too much. But but it. yeah, yeah, but but you're right because it's like you can't ask them to to give that emotion twice. I mean, you can because they did, but it's like well, but the, they, you're, they you're did not... and they didn't because the second one was really forced. And and, and Drew like... McIntyre was having a he's fucking singing. Oh, I'll give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Just... I will I will get them belts at some point, but let's have a single on. Yeah, let's sing. But it, that is the, that is what happens at the end of house shows. Like the, the yeah, the it is. Gets it's on a the house mic, show. Send everybody home happy. Mm. And that's what it was. And I do feel like 
I mean, the, the thing is, is it's, it's, it's irrelevant because they could announce another one of these next week and it'll probably sell just as many tickets because people don't... I think there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a blissful ignorance that goes with being a wrestling fan that doesn't look at things the same way I do. Mm. Whereas you can go to a show and you can just enjoy yourself and if you if if you went to like if if say we spent a thousand pound yeah and we stayed in a hotel we had a look round Cardiff you know we had a couple of nice meals out couple of nights in Cardiff saw the show went to see the Undertaker thing mm-hmm. got a picture with Undertaker maybe maybe one thousand five hundred quid I think if you're coming back like on the the train on the way back I don't think you'd feel ripped off you and I go into shows though and because like <laughs> we're fantasy booking and all that stuff. You know, it, it's shows can only disappoint you in a way because you've got such high expectation of what you want to see. Mm. And I've never had it for anything other than WWE. Just because I, can, I feel like I can fantasy book WWE better mm. than they can. Like, yeah. of course, it's the whole point of fantasy booking, but it's like I don't have that same vibe when I watch another show. Be that if I've ever watched the odd Impact show, if I've ever been with you and I've watched New Japan, mm. if I've watched Stardom, if I've watched AEW, I don't much care about the... Because what I'm getting is exciting. And even if it's two people who I don't give a shit about, I don't know them, they'll yeah. put on a show where... It's almost like the UFC sometimes with other wrestling things where you'll get you watch UFC and you've got two fighters who you've never fucking heard of and you're like, Oh, I don't care, I've got no horse in the race, they're not from any place I can support, I don't care. But yet they can put on an absolute banger of a fight that then you go, Oh that that was great, I fucking loved it. Mm. Whereas WWE they have complete control of how entertaining something is. Yeah. And they know that they have to know that this is the entertaining option in my left hand this is the less entertaining option in my right hand but we'll throw them the right hand because it helps us just a little bit with like maybe like longer term storytelling and all whatever i don't know because whatever but they'll always choose the right hand of well, it doesn't really matter if it's less entertaining because because our mm. agenda is much more important. And I know I'm like it's a moot point, like comparing UFC with because obviously you can't predict the ending of those, but the ending is is often not really relevant to what you've got in yeah, the lead yeah. up to it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas WWE has complete control of how entertaining that can be. Yeah. And they they often seem to me to choose the less entertaining option or the less satisfying option for the sake of something else. Yeah. Well, in this case, for the sake of Roman Reigns still being the champion. Because you said, like, halfway through the show, it's like, he can win it back. Just yeah. just like um, Undisputed Era won back the tag team titles off Mustache well, Mountain. I, I honestly thought yeah. Drew McIntyre would win it and then Roman Reigns would just win it straight back. Yeah. But then there's this thing of, like, I saw a tweet saying, oh, it's like nearly a thousand days since Roman Reigns has been pinned. And it's like, oh, they love right, this shit. Right. They love these records, WWE. I should yeah. know this by now. Mm. Like, they love that record. They love that, like, undefeated, 
you know, like, he's not been pinned for a thousand days. They love that shit because they mm. love to give people a new record. They love to take the crown from someone who may have fallen out of favour and put it on somebody else. There's a reason why Nikki Bella held that title, that diva's Diva title, down, yeah. for as long as she did because some certain people fell out of favour and she then had to beat them. It yeah. wasn't that they like loved her and had so much. They didn't. They just wanted to take the record off somebody else because mm. that person, they didn't want to be talked about in that way again. Yeah. They didn't want to feature somebody, you know, like whoever it was that had fallen out of favour on a documentary. They want to feature Nikki Bella on the documentary because she's a company gal. We want to forget Paige. We want to forget all these people yeah, who yeah. like, you know, like besmirch the name of the title we want to forget all those people and we want to put the person up there who will then hold that hold a ridiculous record that then will never be beaten so that they will always be the person who we talk about in years to come because we've chosen them yeah and nobody else can have it yeah well, we've had a tweet from Brian, so he's given us his, his thoughts. So he put, he enjoyed the first two matches, lost me with the live match, remind me to come back to live, because I do have some, oh, some yeah. thoughts on live. Oh, yeah, about that match. Uh, Dominic Mysterio turning was okay. Uh, Roland, Rollins is the man. Uh, really enjoyed the main event main event until it was sing-along time. And people saying, oh, if you watch boxing, you'd know Fury does this all the time. It's like, well, I'm not watching boxing. That's exactly what we yeah, just exactly, said. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I'm watching a show with a running storyline. Uh, it, it would have helped if they put a copyright logo up and then faded to black for three seconds, then came back. So you could have took yourself out of story agree. mode and went into fun time mode. Totally agree. Um, with he's that. pulled some dots, so maybe something else will come through in a minute. I agree with him. It was, it well, yeah, was totally. the end of the peer entertainment. It's a fucking house show. Yeah. This this is the the you know thing. Like the main event was was the main event of the weekend, without a doubt. Uh-huh. As far as quality uh-huh. and how much I was into it. But that doesn't that doesn't forgive it. And Liv Morgan I'm gonna go for a week. Is right? not ready for for that responsibility. Like I don't I know. Yeah, yeah. So in in my opinion, Liv Morgan should not have that belt. She shouldn't. Like her punches are nearly as bad as CM Punk's. Her in ring work is not good at all. Like there was there was a moment when she kind of like spun into the corner as if you're know, like the Irish whip into the corner but it looked so telegraphed and like dancey it just completely jarred me out of it so maybe that's why it lost you at the live match Brian um, but like before Gem comes back to give her thoughts on live yeah the Dominic Mysterio thing was interesting I thought the edge response was phenomenal from the crowd and I think he, he I said to, to Gem when she was when we were kind of watching he's like he looks a bit taken aback by this like, as if he's not, like, the rated-R superstar that we all remember. But the crowd were fantastic for him. Um, you know, unfortunately for the Dominic Mysterio turn, up until I, I kind of stopped listening to it, I've been hearing Alvarez near, nearly on every show say, oh, Dominic Mysterio's turn's coming, when's he going to turn? And I think o- overall, for me, if you're not going to do like pyro and you're not going to have a decent stage and all that kind of stuff and you're not you're not going to have big moments on the show because nothing changed, you know they could have had they could have not done this show and everything's just homeostasis everything's just the same. If you're not going to do that, then 
I don't I don't know I don't know like it there should have been something to warrant a three hundred pound ticket and I just don't think there was. And and I'm sure everyone who bought a three hundred quid ticket is totally buzzing, had a really great time, had a great weekend in, in Cardiff. Might have gone to the ICW show that was started at midnight. Oh um, fuck me, fuck that. I know, yeah. But like I just I, I don't know, I just I, the more I think about it, the more I think people got screwed out of money. Because like Well, well we we just to interrupt you, I'm really sorry, right. but like we I don't know if you've said this while I had a wee or anything, but when we went to London and we went to that WWE oh, yeah. show and Is there any juice left in that? There should, is. I get, should I get another one? No, no, it's fine. It's okay for now. Um when we went to that London show... That was supposed to be it, a it was, network show. Yeah, it was supposed to be yeah. a network show. And we were dead excited for it. And then as it started to get closer to it, like, why have we not seen anything for this show? Yeah. And then it started to dawn on us, oh, they've changed it to a house show. But they marketed that as a network special. Yeah. And we were like, we you know, obviously paid to go to London, paid for those seats. And they were decent seats. We were in, like, block, like tier one. We were, like, ran yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of, like, side... And we we watched a house show, a, like a pure house show. Yeah. It was it was as house show as you're ever gonna get. It was still fun. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. But we were fooled into it. Like we proper we properly got wolf ticketed into that show. Yeah. And luckily at that time we were big WWE fans, so we let it slide. We talked about it on the podcast. We were quite yeah. open about it, yeah. saying we got wolf ticketed, but. We've been there. I mean, that's t- another level at Cardiff, like completely well, well, stadium. I, I think I think the London one was worse because the the actual, you know, if you're gonna say with a Cardiff one, they actually did show that as a pay per view, whereas the London one was marketed as a pay per view when the tickets went on sale. Mm-hmm. It sold a hell of a lot of tickets, and then like you know, three four weeks later, it was it was no longer a pay per view. They, they never even it. Di- addressed it. No, they didn't. It was like yeah. I think I got like an email saying, you know, the, it was something like um, a premium a premium like premium live event. Mate, might have said premium live event, yeah, but it's no longer going to be on the network yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I wasn't really looking at that, so I think you could have got a refund, but. I didn't really see it. And it was only when we kind of went and then saw the setup, and it just said that WWE Live thing, and I was like, "Oh, we've bought tickets to a house show at the O2." Yeah, grim. Um, so that was quite a shock. But so I don't think it's. I think the London one's worse mm. because at least this was on the network. You yeah. know, McIntyre against Reigns for the title. Loads of stuff happened in the actual match. The main event was very good. Like I can't, you can't say anything, anything different. But if you're gonna charge WrestleMania prices, and I'm not saying get Stone Cold there, or but Undertaker was in Wales. I know it would have been quite it's easy, like, wouldn't it? And, it? and I think if you'd have thrown Undertaker out there just to like choke slam Theory or something, mm. I think that would have been enough for people. I think that probably would have been enough for me. But I, I don't know. I I I think that they are very business minded, and I think WWE at the moment, after you know the whole thing with like AW and it's you know and AW seems to have fallen off, and we'll talk about it because you know we've got to talk about this fucking press conference, which is the last thing I wanted to talk about on this show. 
Um, I feel like WWE is, feels like they've won now, and mm. the, and it's like oh AEW is not really a thing now, um, where it was for NXT and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which is interesting. Like now they've got the big stars, you know, they feel like they've won. But we'll talk more about that a little bit later. That's the the overwhelming feeling that I got was this is how little we can get away with. Yeah, and it's not the wrestlers' faults because the wrestlers went in there and they they worked their asses off. And she- Sheamus and, and Gunter are going to be sore, probably still now. <laughs> and I really appreciate that, you know. But there isn't... I, the, the, it, 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 it absolutely baffles me. Like, I'm trying to be more civil, mm. but it does really anger me. And not because it's let me down, because I, I, cause we even said on the last podcast, this might get us back into watching Raw and SmackDown like every week. Um, and it absolutely won't, but not because it let let me down, because that's just my opinion. And like off the show, it's mm. like I don't even think about it, just as I don't think about the, the the press conferences, and I don't think about you know what anybody fucking says on Twitter to me. The I I I feel fundamentally that they ripped sixty thousand people off. Because they knew they were going to sell tickets regardless. That's that's my personal opinion. I think they've had a conversation because it was a Saudi Arabia show. Mm-hmm. It was the same. I think it was the same mentality that they go into for the Saudi Arabia show, but they've not got some crazy, you know, Saudi prince giving them orders saying, oh, "I want this person, I want that person," yeah. and they try and get as close food to it. Food to the starving. Very yeah. food to the starving. You I, give them bare minimum. Yeah. They're very grateful for it and everybody there was very grateful for it the whole like city of cardiff was like buzzing for it yeah then you know like that's that sets a precedent because it's like right okay well we we give them even less next time because we know that we know that they're not asked well well, well, see i don't think they'll give us less next time i think they'll give us the same next time Mm. And then what will happen then is they might lose 5,000 people off the, t- off the tickets, but they're still selling 57,000 then. And then if it's a bit of a weak show the next time, then it drops again. Then it moves into a, to an arena, not a stadium. And this is the thing, like, the UK kind of market is massive when it comes to wrestling. You know, and it, it, all it needs is one big show... And obviously, you know, the UK is not in their plans really now because they've unified all the titles. NXT UK isn't a thing. And there wasn't an NXT UK presence on that Cardiff show, which is insane. Like, how easy would it have been to have thrown Mark Andrews on there? Because Um. I think they've still got Mark Andrews because I saw a few pictures of him with, like, McIntyre doing press. Yeah. And he's like, so what's Mark Andrews now? Is he just like a... Is he just a, you know... A hired hand type type thing, but if you'd have thrown, I mean, I wouldn't have put him in the Intercontinental Title picture. But is Ricochet still the US champion? I've I've no idea. But let's say Ricochet's a, the US champion, and it's like it's Ricochet versus Mark Andrews. One, what a match! Two, the crowd would have been fucking going crazy. I know because he's Welsh. I know. And yeah, you might have had the same scenario where Ricochet wins and. You know, it's all oh, well done, Mark. Good effort, but Christ, I, I just think there's there's so many things that you could have done, and it would have been so easy. Yeah. 
And obviously, you couldn't have done like a mustache mountain thing because you know Tyler was was unifying the titles with um, Bron Breaker and the on the World Clive thing, which he lost. Obviously, all all the NXT UK champions lost, of course. <laughs> which is super interesting. I think I, I think I only saw two of them: Mandy Rose and and Bron Breaker. So I don't know if they've obviously done everything else, but the um, it. It baffles me that they didn't do more, mm-hmm. and yeah. that it wasn't like a four-hour show. But, but does does it does it baffle you? Yeah, because because does it surprise you? It well yeah well yeah because Vince isn't in charge anymore. Mm. So it does it does surprise me because Triple H knows what that UK market can be, and obviously they can't they could they couldn't have had many NXT UK people on it because they were all doing the thing in Florida the day after. You know, you would have had to. They would have had to have been in the first match and then flew out the same night yeah. if they were going to be on both shows. But it doesn't take a lot of effort to just make it that little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think they gave everybody who watched the bare minimum, and it did. It did anger me. It did really anger me. And obviously, you know, there's loads of people that really enjoyed the show, and that's totally fine. Like I'm not saying anybody's wrong. But I can't help but and that's and that's what I was saying before about the blissful blissful ignorance of a wrestling fan. Sometimes is you just kind of get what you're given and you go, oh, that was quite fun. Mm. Uh, are we going out for drinks now? Are we going? Yeah. To get, you know, whereas I, you know, to my own fault, super analyze everything and go, oh, okay, well, there's this, and then oh, Sheamus lost, which means McIntyre's winning, and oh, there's bound to be like a reveal at the, you know, like yeah. like that's unfortunate for being a massive wrestling fan, mm-hmm. as you do start thinking like that, and coming out of it, I was disappointed, and now I'm just mad because I'm like, one, you missed a massive opportunity, but I don't give a fuck about missing a massive opportunity. What I care about is that people paid a lot of money for them tickets and I don't think got the show that they paid for. No, if the, you went if the you t- went the to tickets see, were, were a lot of money. Like yeah. I, I forgot actually before we started this show. That was the whole thing we were talking I, about. I forgot how expensive out. they were. Yeah. Prohibitively expensive. To the point where it's like it genuinely was this like more expensive because we were talking about like the silver package, which I don't even think they do anymore. But like they when we went, and I know we are going back like five years, six years, whatever. Yeah. But like the silver package was like nine hundred and something dollars. It came in at under a thousand dollars for you to get like upper tier. Yeah. But you were at three shows and you got Hall of Fame. No, so it's no. It was, hot, it, was, it was all the shows. It was NXT Hall of Fame. It was just SmackDown wasn't. You could pay more to have SmackDown. It, on. it weren't much that more though. It was like fifty dollars. So it much. It was that, and that was like less than a thousand dollars. So and there was a bronze package as well, which was even less because it was even higher up. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. The bronze. Yeah, there was, package. There was bronze they, they silver. Cut the bronze yeah. off. Yeah, there was bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Platinum was like, you know, the first five rows mm-hmm. gold was everything up to the which was tiers. Ours, it? Yeah. yeah so like you could have got if you got there quick enough you could have got further down but but they were staggered price wise so you yeah. could choose the area so we got central rises which you just couldn't see shit and then it was silver and that was lower tier so that was perfect but the silver package for the arena shows you were upper tier yes that's it so that was that was tough and then the bronze was like you were back row for everything but the bronze was like dirt cheap 
It was it was ridiculous, but like and the you fact got an that access pass as Clash well. at the castle was more expensive than that, yeah. and you're like shit. You got so much for that. You got everything NXT yeah. and for, you got ev- you got it all apart from SmackDown because they'd literally just at that point changed SmackDown from Friday to Tuesday. Yeah. So it was like when the WrestleMania packages went on sale, you know, like the. You know, like Raw was like a slightly more. You could get it with just WrestleMania on, but Raw was like still reasonably priced. Yeah. And then SmackDown was like another added extra, so not a yeah. lot of people were doing it. Hence, why we didn't. We just got tickets. Got tickets for, like on the yeah. yeah. But it was yeah. The fact that I forget how expensive Clash of the Castle was. Yeah, and that's and that's my much. that's my main point is that yeah. it was ridiculously expensive. And you got a house show, and mm. I do feel. But the but the thing is, is if you ask, say that Kurt who, who went, if you said to him, "Do you regret paying that money?" The answer in ninety nine percent of cases would be no, mm. because you were there, you were hanging out with wrestling fans, you were having a good time. Yeah, you know, you probably went to the Undertaker show, and probably did this, and probably did that, and went to meet and greets or whatever it was. You think to yourself, "Well, no, I spent three hundred quid on a ticket." But my train was fifty. My hotel was two hundred, and mm. this is what I do. I, I, yeah. I go and do these things. You know, I'm not going to go to fucking Vegas on a weekend on my own, so I do this. So you think to yourself, okay, yeah, well, well you probably nobody's probably going to have the same opinion as me, as I feel like they ripped people off. But that is just what I think. I feel like they ripped people off. And they did it off the back of the fact that they'd not been there for 30 years. Because you'll see, I think you'll see this happening everywhere. Because we, cause we, we live in the UK. And I do think there's a weird kind of um, expectation when it comes to shows and things like that. Because we're the UK, they're going to give us a good show. So, like, I, you know, I remember looking at tickets for Celtics and Brooklyn Nets for the O2 yeah. when they did that NBA uh, game mid mid season game in the UK and they still do them and like the NFL comes over and does it but whenever I've like watched them because I've never actually been to one because the tickets were too expensive mm-hmm. when I've watched them they put all the stops out it's yeah. it's a proper thing and they've got like British celebrities like doing a load of stuff and they've got this and they've got that if you can't be asked putting fucking pyro on Oh, no, and yeah. and don't give me this shit as about because a few people I've seen tweeting about the no pyro thing saying that they couldn't have done it because it was an inside stadium. They've they've had the roof on WrestleMania for years now, and they still 100%. do. And well, they still do fireworks. Leans. That's they, got roof on. Yeah, and they show fireworks outside. Yeah. You know, so the, so the fans can't even see those fireworks. That's just mm. purely for the fucking mm. show. So don't give me this bullshit about they can't do fireworks inside because they can well the prop the problem wwe has i believe is that every single year it's all about it's the most profitable year and the only way for you to stay the most profitable year is for you to cut costs and make mm. more money so like shows abroad are always going to be run on like the bare minimum yeah. because Edge they have didn't to. even have an area to run around in. No, when he came out, he was jumping over fucking spotlights to get to the crowd because that's what he does when he comes out. He goes to each side. Yeah, he didn't have a fucking place to even run. Well, that's that's the the pack them in, pack them in as tight as you can get, 
and it is that whole like because and as well when you're looking at like the next year when it comes to like the you know accounts call and all that shit you know the pressure's on even more with Vince out you can't have this new year that they go into being like they're losing money they've got to make as much money as they possibly can so that it doesn't look like Vince leaving is is fucked them yeah I, I understand that no, but However, I, I, I'm not saying that that is an excuse. No, like, but that is just what they'll do because the, that's the who stuff they are. that they could have done though. That is that is not cost. It doesn't cost them anything. No. They could have took because Axel said something like Fury got paid like two million quid or something for that. Fucking no which way, which is insane. Can't have done well. I, well, I, I'm going to take him as red because he's obviously seen it off like rag sheets or whatever. And Axel, I, and I, I don't trust see you. That. I do. But let's let's say that's true. Let's say. They paid Tyson Fury for that appearance, two million quid. Right? What the fuck? You I, know oh why? God. Why not give? Why? Why not have a four like a four way for the US title that has Mark Andrews in it mm. on the on the actual show and cut a, cut these fucking video packages? Like you had a Cody one that was five minutes. You had a Becky one that was five minutes. The Usos was five. Cut those fucking video packages that offer nothing. The yeah, show. They would have been playing whilst the people in the yeah, they'll stadium be playing to the people, would have yeah. been watching them and they're like, why am I watching a video package about Cody Rhodes who's probably not going to be back for another eight months? Mm. It's things like that that I can't say that WWE do it all the time because I don't watch WWE shows. So I can't say that that's what they do. From everybody that I've kind of seen is that Raw and SmackDown is a lot higher standard than it has been in a long time. I even, and I know I said this, like the past, I think I've said it the past two podcasts running, that I retweeted an AJ Styles Mustafa Ali spot as like a an eyes emoji because it was a four fifty splash into the into the Styles clash, which was amazing. I was like, holy shit, they're they're really up in it. But I feel like we've we kind of come into it and we've watched Clash, and it was the wrong show to do that with. Because like they're talking about extreme rules from Philadelphia, and, I, and about what, when they put that on, I was like, oh, "Shit, extreme rules and fit in Philly." ECW think, oh, maybe that that might be a good show to watch. Like halfway through, thinking that I'm going to give a fuck. I feel like to everybody in that stadium, that was a yeah, great. And everybody that watched it could watch it in the same way that they watch Raw and SmackDown every week, and mm-hmm. just be apathetic. Just yeah. like yeah, it was all right. Yeah, just a show. Yeah. But really, what what they've done is is they've charged people an extortionate amount of money to go and watch a house show, and I think, but again, it's like every everything that I say that I don't like about WWE that is unforgivable. Like I do, I do feel that strongly about it, and I know you can't, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't get angry for on other people's behalf and all that kind of stuff. But I don't anger. I know I've said the word anger a lot, but. I get angry whilst we're talking about it, but really the way I feel about it, I don't feel anything about it because it was just a show that I'm not really interested in. But the real feeling is like I feel sorry for the people who went, there. Mm. and that's stupid to to think because again, you know, you can get people who said, "Oh, I really enjoyed it. I I spent five hundred quid on my ringside ticket, or thousand thousands of pounds on my ringside ticket, and I thought it was great." And the main event, you know, you got what you paid for with the main event. But I don't know. It was just. I think I think they put on a house show in a stadium and they sold it like it wasn't going to be a house show. 
And I do, I do feel again, even though it's not as clear as when Vince used to do it, where he used to advertise things to sell tickets and then not come through on it. Mm. Like, oh, Brock Lesnar's going to be about this house show. It sells like 500 extra tickets and then Brock Lesnar's not there because they've not sold enough seats. It, it, it's not like that, but it's to somebody who thinks about it more than they probably should do. That is what they've done. Mm. They've they've sold you a house show on two things. Thirty years since they've been back. Yep. Fucking, they couldn't even be asked flying out. Pat McAfee. Like, do you know what I mean? We had to listen to Cole, um, and I did think Graves was relatively funny. What did it? What was the line that he said? Something about. That's to, to, calling to, like Byron's fifty and single or some shit. Yeah, it's, it's something like that's why you sing fifty and single. I thought that was funny, but I, I didn't notice the commentary like I normally do, where you know the same Bobby. Where the I didn't fuck notice, Bobby I didn't notice any of them at all. Well, you that know, was, I that's can a good drown thing. them out. Yeah. So I didn't even notice him speaking. Apart from that fifty and thingy yeah, bomb, that that's funny. it. That's the only time I ever heard him. Yeah. It's because I think when they when they deliver like offhand jokes, it's in a different like octave like range. It is, so it yeah. kind of cuts through a little yeah. bit more. But they, but you know, they couldn't be asked flying out Pat McAfee. Like there was no, there was no. I I personally believe the actual show itself, from start to finish, showed no respect to the people that were in that crowd, and that's probably a bit strong for some people, but it shouldn't, in my opinion. If you've not been there for 30 years doing a pay-per-view, or, or not a pay-per-view, but a, a stadium show, mm-hmm. people have paid so much money, I think there has to be a certain level of quality that you have to hit. And if you don't hit it, it's fine for people who are like in America, like, yeah, it was an alright show. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to Raw, looking forward to seeing the fallout when there was nothing changed. Yeah. So it's just, if you didn't watch that show, you know, there was no... But when you think that the people who... You know, like if you're in America and you thought it was just, yeah, it's just a, it's just an all right show. But then you imagine that when Raw comes to town in your in your city or your town, or whatever, yeah, these people have paid five to six times more. Yeah, the, for, the, for, the, for the less. Pay, they paid more than WrestleMania prices for that show. Yeah, I think that's what Americans should think about. Not should, but like if you are listening to this and you're based in America and you're like it was fine it's like right, okay, imagine how much people paid for this though they paid yeah. for it like more than a Wrestlemania weekend ticket costs yeah. like that th- the whole weekend yeah. all them shows for one night like that to just think of that yeah and that's too far too much yeah, and I because if if all the tickets, what if you could because I did think I think you could you could get in the building for under hundred quid, mm-hmm. but they went they were like the back three rows and they went like so yeah, fast. Yeah, because so few of them. And they and they were turning up on resale sites, you know, for like hundred and thirty quid. And I was like, fucking hell, like back row of that stadium for hundred and thirty quid, that's a bit much. Because mm-hmm. like we've been to see UFCs, so it's not cost us that much. No, and, and it's, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Well, you get yeah. like ten fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just it, it left a real bad taste in my mouth. And again, you know, and I'll say it, and this, this will be the last time, and we'll move on. I can't get angry on other people's behalf because because I didn't like it doesn't mean to say somebody else didn't like it. But my personal opinion is that if you went, you should get a refund. 
I, I feel I feel like that's what it is because they, there's even though they didn't say it, it's the same way like AEW kind of promoted the first dance. You knew CM Punk was going to be there. You knew CM Punk was going to be there. They didn't have to tell you CM Punk was going to be there because you knew he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's why that arena sold out because they knew Punk was going to be there. And I feel like they, without saying it, was kind of hinting that McIntyre was going to win the title and that's why it sold so well. Yeah. But, well, who knows? Who the fuck knows? Because I think, you know, if you just put, you know, Five, three or four matches on they probably would have sold that many because it's not been in the UK for so long but I think there's a there's a level of expectation that you should have reached mm. for selling that many tickets and for putting it in a stadium and hyping it up and like we, we, where, we where were we when we saw like murals and stuff I can't remember but they've, they've put a lot into this class at the, Clash at the Castle show and the show itself was the bare minimum that they would get away with it's like fair enough yeah. Fair enough. Right. All out. Where do we start with this fucking thing? I've, I've fucked the tweets up big time. I'll preface this by saying I didn't watch it because it was last night and I worked today, so I've yeah. seen the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, we went through it. You've, yep. you've seen all the main... I've seen the main. Spots. I know what happened. And we're not, we're not going through the matches. So. No. Um, uh, I don't think... Don't think I've put any tweets in about. Uh, I know Gaz tweeted us a few times about it. So, do you know what? I can't. There's there's too too much. Uh, there's too much to scroll back through. Um, apologies, but I, it was the same people. So at least at least I've read out tweets from people who have tweeted us about it. Yeah. Um. So all out. So again, going into it wasn't particularly buzzed. Like, like how excited were you when when it was like? Let's do the same thing. Like, how? I mean, I was. You know me. It's summer. I don't watch wrestling in the summer. I hibernate <laughs> in the summer when it yeah. comes to wrestling. I wake up in the autumn and I'm ready to go again. Yeah. So, with regards to AEW, because it's the only thing that I've sort of been watching throughout the summer even though i'm in hibernation mode um i couldn't give a shit yeah which sounds awful but i i, I didn't care about this at all which is all terror the, the reason why i cared more and was more excited about clash at the castle was because of that uk show thing yeah if it yeah. would have been any show yeah. i wouldn't have cared no but it's like oh i need to see this and if there's ever going to be a show that i'm gonna watch again of WWE that makes me sign up to the network and pay the nine ninety nine, which I did, to pet to to fucking watch it. It's one in the UK. Mm. So with AEW, I've been in and out of Dynamites for weeks. You know, I've watched yeah. the odd bit, and then All Out kept forgetting it was on. <laughs> like I was, I, I've just I. I'm sorry, but I do struggle in the summer with wrestling. I'm just yeah. not into it. And it's been the same since we started this podcast. So I did not care. And yeah. I remember I was lying in bed. I went to bed early last night. I got in bed at 10 o'clock and I lay awake until fucking 2 a.m. because I couldn't get to sleep. And I heard it start from the living room because we live in a very small flat. So I heard you watching it at one. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's on. 
and that was the long and short of it for me and then I finally drifted off to sleep at two and then I just woke up and looked on Twitter and I watched a few bits tonight with you mm. and I, I I just wasn't really asked. I know it no. sounds really bad but I wasn't asked. I was, I've been a bit out of AW. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't particularly asked either, if I'm honest. I wasn't mm. like, because I got it, so to tell that story, um, I wasn't going to buy it. Because I was like, why? Because I don't want to stay up at that time. Mm. I don't want to, you know, I've already had a, you know, a reasonably disappointing weekend with Clash and with the pre-release thing. I'm like, I'm not really, you know, I can I can watch it tomorrow. I can, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then because I've, I've bought so many of the pay-per-views on Fight TV, I had Fight TV credits, which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah. Um, so I had 28 credits and it cost 20 to buy it. So I got it for free. So that's I think thing. that's great. I think it's good that they do that. They don't have to do that. No. I didn't even know that was a thing. No, I didn't. I didn't. But so I watched, I watched pretty much everything. So it was five hours. So it was a long ass show. So I watched the the buy in, uh, which was interesting. All the zero hour. Um, I don't, I don't want to go through it match by match because I, I I think the the talking points unfortunately have come out of it afterwards. Yeah, I don't want to go match by match because I didn't no. watch it and I have nothing to contribute. And I, and match by match is boring anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I I really enjoyed the show. I thought the uh, the main event was I didn't think was very good, but you know that's that's my bias um i thought the acclaimed swerving our glory match was fantastic uh the trios championship was amazing uh the casino ladder match was great until like the ending but still i thought that was funny um i thought it was odd that kip sabian's been like doing his box thing for about a year and then pack just beats him so that was a bit odd um, women's match was okay they wanted Jamie Hayden to win though so Tony Storm didn't really get the, the big cheer that she probably deserved um, yeah so to me the standouts was the tag team championships and the trios championship so let's let's just get straight into this fucking press conference because I'm already losing the will to live just by <laughs> thinking about it but what the fuck is going on I don't know like, we, we, we were talking the only reason that we're doing this podcast is because I came back from work today and we weren't going to do it because you were like, no, fuck this. I don't want to talk about wrestling. Yeah. I've had enough. I'm done. With the weekend I've had, I'm fucking done. Oof. I just hit my knee. And then we were, you went off on one. We were both kind of like going back and forth, not like, against each other we were just both in agreement we were just both like about like everything that's come off the back of this so we're like oh fuck it we might as well put the mic on and do a podcast yeah but let me just preface this by saying that my opinion right now of wrestling hasn't been lower yeah in a long time I've never felt more tired by it, more over that over that's, that's it. That's what I tweeted before. That is exhausting. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 tired and I'm fed up, and for something that was like very fun, like a fun yeah. light little rainbow in my life, has become like that family member who you can't be asked with. Yeah, it yeah. was just a. 
problem. Who always makes a scene. And, yeah, who's uh, a fucking problem. Gets too pissed at the family barbecue. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. The person at the wedding who just disgraces themselves. It's like, I'm embarrassed by wrestling a little bit at the minute. Yeah, that's a really good way to and put it. I feel older than everybody who's in wrestling. I feel like I'm punk's age. And I'm looking at a bunch of 16-year-olds who can't sort themselves out. That's how I feel about it. And it it, it doesn't surprise me at all. It disappoints me. And it makes me not feel like... And it's very dramatic to say... This is so dramatic, so please forgive me. It's not my... It doesn't feel to me like much of a refuge that it used to anymore it now feels like this weird like political climate if it's not you know like fans warring against each other like wwe fans and AEW fans absolutely fucking warring with one another it's the shows being like disappointing and throwing up you know like either like crap moments or you know, AEW just ha- like having too many fans, like too, not too many fans, Jesus, having too many wrestlers and there's not enough room for them. So everyone's like fucking fighting to get released from the show I'm supposed to like. And, or it's this absolute garbage that's happening with, you know, CM Punk, which we'll get onto these like oh it's a shoot interview oh it's a shoot press oh it's shoot I, 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 I don't care I don't give a fuck I used to like wrestling for the camp you know like theatre that it was and I, I feel like that is kind of coming away from me a little bit I feel like it's becoming less of the fun and more of the politics I feel like the Twitter politics are what is driving the whole business of wrestling at the minute. I feel like people who own wrestling companies, be it Vince back when he was, you know, like managing it or whatever, to Triple H, to Stephanie McMahon, to Tony Khan, I feel like I've just handed it over to become a big Twitter row. And they're happy because it's like, that's what it is now. It's like, let's hand it over to the fans and let them fight it out. And it's dull. It's dull and it's disappointing and it's sad. And I don't like seeing like grown men, which is, it is the men. Let me be fucking brutally honest here. It is the fucking men. Well, the women don't get enough TV time. Well, you know, Sasha Banks and Naomi, they walked off a show. That'll do me, fine. Walk off a fucking show. Walk off a show. I don't know the conversations that are going on, which is how I like my wrestling. I like it silent, please. I don't want to fucking know. I don't know who you're fucking. I don't want to know who you're rowing with. I don't give a fuck about your backstage politics. I don't care. So walk off your show. And the Twitterati can all jump in and go, oh, unprofessional, how dare you? Whatever, we don't know the situation. That's the enigma that's wrestling. That's what the great thing about wrestling is. However, when dirty laundry starts coming up, and then <laughs> what drives me mad is it's like this inception. I say it's like inception, but but inception is is genius because like the film. Who's it? 
big old helicopter or something going over. But exception, right? There's layers, and the layers change each layer you go down. It's like genius. Whereas like this is like, it's it's a fucking row that happens, and then Twitter go, oh, core, it's kayfabe or it's shoot. It's real. It's not. It's happening. It's not. And it's like these layers. There's one. There's there's fucking one layer. Two. Two max. And people just keep arguing about what a layer we're in. Mm. And it's like, nah. Do you know what? No. I I am fucking done. I am fucking done with that shit. Yeah. I don't give a flying shit about your beefs. No. I don't care, because. You know, you're telling me that. Alistair Black. Is that... It's not his name in AEW, is it? Am I giving Malachi, him his... Malachi Black. Why can't I get Malachi? You're telling me Malachi... Because I didn't see that. Malachi Black wants his release, so he's fucking blowing kisses at the crowd saying, see ya. Because he, of, quite clearly, as you would imagine, wants to go to WWE. His wife's there. Triple H is back, who adored him and will be, like, champing at the bit to get him back. And AEW's packed to the fucking rafters, so we can't get five minutes. So he's like, get me the fuck out of this shit tip. And then you have a press conference, and he's like, please let me out of this absolute mayhem. Tony Khan is like fucking Captain America before he got beefed up. This little weedy twat who's trying to fucking (laughs) wrangle a load of... Yeah, like it's it's a fucking joke. Captain America before he got beefed up. That's is. the best. That's literally who that's he is. That's literally the best fucking um, comparison I've ever heard. No, he is. He's that fucking dweedy twat. He is. He is, and he can't control them all. And he's trying to please everybody. And he's trying to. And it's like it's all just a mess. It's a fucking mess. AEW's a mess right now. And we knew the 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 the. the Oh, God, I'm going off on one. Go for it. The frustrating thing... I thought this would be me. No, the frustrating thing, Andy, is that we knew this was going to happen because they signed so many fucking people and they didn't just sign a lot of people. I don't think we we knew it was going to happen to this extent. No, but we... Right. Because this is fucking stupid. I'll get on to to a specific example. But what we... Let's go through a few, like... But, Carrie, I'll let you finish, but let's go through a few before we get to, like, the main event. Let's do this like we're doing a match run. Yeah, now. like like the the main event. Fuck me. The fact that we're even saying that just upsets me. I know. But it's like, and we know what the main event is. It's nothing to do with the fucking show or the pay per view. I know. Pathetic. What's wrong with this picture? Like it's AEW. We knew that with all those talent sign, <laughs> we we were fucking buzzing with the first few. Oh, at Sting, it was wonderful. Like what a what. A, great decisions that he's making and then you start signing a few more then you start signing a few more and then you've got CM Punk and then you've got Brian Danielson and then you've got Adam Cole and you go hang, hang on hang on a minute wait there I do believe in the midst of all this excitement we've signed Miro and we've signed Malachi Black and we've signed Keith Lee he came a bit later but it's like right okay there's no room for any of these fucking people We've still got people like Chris Jericho here. We've still got Orange Cassidy, who has managed to get himself massively over. We've still got Jungle Boy, who got himself hugely over. We've still got... Oh, my God. We've still got loads of people. I forgot his fucking name. I mentioned him before. I can't remember who we saw at AEW who was wrestling with um, 
Bailey Zacks. Oh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Progress. We've got Ricky Starks. Yeah. Like, we've got all these people. And the whole, like, MO of AEW was we're building people up. And the whole MO that Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Jericho said was like, we're creating actual new stars here, guys. This is great. Mm. And that's our job. Our job is to create the new stars. And it was all going wonderful. It was all blisteringly well. And then they start signing more people. It's like, oh, actually, oh, what, what? And it's Tony Khan's fucking fault. Because what have you promised them all? What have you said to them to get them to come? Mm. You've said some shit and they all believe it. And they are now all want to come to this fucking land of opportunity. Unfortunately, you ain't got any opportunity for all these people. Don't matter how many fucking belts you create. You've not. And this <clears> is this is without me getting on to the press yeah, conference. Yeah, so this this is the, the so that's like the. I'm not could, even on the press. Yeah, conference. we we could talk all day about the problems AW. But it, but the thing is the pro the, the issue is that the press conference unfortunately bring it's like throwing up. Once you start, you can't fucking stop. It brings to light all the other problems because once you start getting a beef about one thing, you start going well. Do you know what? Of course this absolute shit show was going to happen because it was all building up to go off. It was going to go off in some way or another. It absolutely was 100% going to go off one way or another. And it's gone off. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sorry because I'm coming from a perspective of I didn't watch that pay-per-view. I saw but, a you couple... saw, but you saw the main bit. Yeah, so I saw a couple... you didn't watch it. No, no, but... Because you, did, you saw the main bit. No, but what I'm saying is, I feel like I'm coming at like a top-level view of AEW. I'm having yeah. a go at AEW from a top level. Yeah. And we've just talked about Clash in the Castle, and we've been quite fair, I think, about like the matches that were good and the matches that weren't. I'm ignoring what happened at the pay-per-view. Yeah, And I'm too. going at the top. And what and what, why I'm saying, oh, I'm really sorry, is because I, I don't have any nuance left. In. No. I can't be fair about like oh that was great and that was cool and that was great yeah. because I'm I'm a bit past caring now because that was a show that had me enraptured when I thought I was fucking done with wrestling completely done and I bought shitloads of merch I can see my top fucking drying on the air there yeah. of AEW and I'm fed up I'm absolutely fed up I'm sick to death yeah. of it because. And when I say I'm sick to death of it, I'm not like, oh, well, now I'm a WWE. It's not about WWE or AEW. I can separate the two. Weirdly in my head, isn't it funny? I can separate the two and have them as two separate things that have nothing to do with each other. I've just reviewed WWE. Everyone got ripped off and there were some good bits, but I ain't going back and I certainly ain't buying a fucking ticket to ever see that gash no, again. No. Now let me get on to this one. And I've got my own problems on this because yeah. there's, and the reason why I'm so angry about this and I'm apathetic about WWE is I've come to terms with WWE. I've come to terms with the amount of money I've spent on it yeah. and all that shit. With AEW, I'm yet to see them in the UK and they've already fucked it. Or they're getting to the point where they've already fucked it. They've yeah. not even reached their full potential yet and they're completely like cannibalizing them. They're eat, it's eating itself. Sorry, I'm a proper ranted there, and I do apologise. But you don't must... don't be daft. You're not apologising. But press conference wise, so the pay per view was fantastic. Mm. Great matches on it. All the matches were engaging. 
apart from the main event, I was a bit switched off. That I'm not talking about anything else because we've got bigger fish to fucking fry. So let's start it off with Jericho's. Yeah, Jericho's bit of his press conference where they were they asked him. So this is this is the thing. So what the whole we'll get to Punk and um, the books and whether it was handbags at dawn later. The whole press conference thing annoyed me from start to finish. Like annoy, and here's my rant. So the, the press conferences themselves have always been a bit cringe. They've always been a bit kayfabe, and they've always been a bit like. You know, Dave Meltzer sat in the corner going, oh, so who do you think you're going to be fighting next, Tony Storm? This wasn't that. And it was ridiculous. Like, who the fuck are these journalists? Like, the best questions that came out of this press conference came from AJ, who I've never seen in my life, but he's obviously about ten. Oh, the little kid. <laughs> the little lad. And that Izzy... Who was the NXT like fucking? Oh, was she girl. there? She was asking really great questions about like you know matches and the fucking ten year old kid or however old he is was asking really interesting interesting questions. And then you got all these fucking washed up loser fucking journalists asking all the shit. So Jericho gets asked about the 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 wrestler the mandatory wrestler meeting. And we start with Jericho, and I'm going to work my way up to levels of annoyance. So Jericho gets asked about, oh, I heard you spoke at this uh, wrestler meeting. And he goes, yeah. And you can read online everything I said, even though one of the things in the meeting that I said was about not leaking things. So he's having to talk about this, and he said, well, yeah. So basically what I said was, you know, don't leak stuff. May I just ask an ignorant question? I'm really sorry. What's yep. the wrestler meeting? So the so two, like two weeks ago, Tony Khan called a mandatory wrestler meeting. Okay. Where everybody had to be there, and they spoke about stuff. I don't think they talked about the punk stuff, with but they basically had a bit of a come to hashed Jesus. Hashed it out a little bit. Well, not hashed it out because they didn't talk about anything. They were just okay. they basically it was so based on the context of the press conference. I think they outlined what was expected going forward. Okay. Right. Which was, you don't leak shit, you don't go into business for yourself, and we keep this going because it's a really great place to work. So I didn't and know it's, about and that. And it's been ignored. Right, okay. I, I had no idea yeah, about this. Ever, ever, since, okay. ever since Punk doing the promo on Hangman by going into business for himself, they had this meeting and was like, that stops now. Get you, okay. Right. So yeah. then this press conference happens, Get and you. it's right, okay. just fucking shit show. So Jericho says, yo, this is a really great place to work. We don't people. We don't want people going to business for for themselves, and if you do it, Tony Khan owns the Jaguars and Fulham, and we're going to start taking those measures like you would do in those because we're a big business. We're a big business. We can't have people doing that. So that's the Jericho thing. Swerve and uh, and whilst the melee apparently is going on, Swerve and Keith Lee come on. And the whole thing is about whether or not they should have called an audible in the ring to have the acclaimed win. That is absolutely fine if that's your opinion. But I completely agreed with Swerve when he was like, so you guys are basically saying that we don't deserve these again. Like, And he didn't name them, but F- you said FTR should, should have been the tag team champions over us. And now you're doing it again. Mm. What's it to them two? Because I thought that match was perfect. And yes, the acclaimed, I feel, should have won that match. But 
they they obviously want to go in a different direction. Well, obviously not now because they're rebooking it for fucking Grand Slam, which he dropped on on them both there. Tony Khan was like, I think we do that again at Grand Slam. And so I was like, oh, so we... But he didn't say it in this way. But he's like, oh, so we're losing at Grand Slam then instead because the crowd was so hot, you're going to fucking change your mind. That was just a complete shit show. And, like, one of the journalists actually said, you know, do you think about <coughs> calling an audible and changing the finish? It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Would you go Would you go to a fucking, you know, theatre show and say, oh, um, you know, uh, mousetrap, I don't like the fact that it's this person that kills him. Uh, the crowd want this person to be the killer. Why, why on stage didn't you just... Just change. Just call it. Just yeah, call it night, and just say, yeah. just say, everybody obviously wants to see this person be the murderer instead or solve the crime I instead of the fucking direct. It was direct- supposed to be kayfabe completely, those press, press conferences as well. Instead, instead of the, you know, the fucking, the detective, you know, fucking solving the case, why not we have the, the fucking cleaner do it? Because everyone wants to see the cleaner, you know solve the crime let's just change it on the fly it's like no that's not how it goes and if you watch the fucking match Swerve and Keith Lee do change on the fly like there's a bit in the middle where Keith Lee goes to shake his hand and starts punching him so he gets booed so they did fucking change you idiots absolute fucking idiots don't you think you should call it an audible what is he fucking supposed to say to that I know what the fuck is he supposed to say to that Keith Lee and like Tony Khan sat, sat there with his fucking like Terence and Philip flapping grin, just like oh maybe we should do it again. Like what the fuck is Keith Lee supposed to say when they're doing a a, a a press conference that is a show? Because again, because I've not been looking at shit, I wouldn't have known about any of this crap unless I fucking turned it on and then messaged you and went oh shit. Mm. What the fuck is Keith Lee supposed to say to should I have called an audible? What, are we, are we having a writer's meeting? You know, are you fucking, are you on a sitcom? Like, and these journalists going, oh, what? why did you take your character in that direction? Shouldn't you be This is not what this is. It's faux sport. It's a fake sport. And you're fucking telling him whether he should have called an audible in the ring. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? So there's that going on about Malachi Black wanting to leave and Tony Khan wouldn't address it. He's like, oh yeah, but he um, he kissed the f- he kissed blue kisses out to the fans and like bowed at the end, and he was like, I don't want to talk about it. And they asked him again, and they asked him again. It's like, what the fuck? You're at- so this is the problem because AEW feels like it's crumbling from the inside. Mm. These journalists are there with the pickaxes, and it's like with any journalism thing, you build something up, and then it's up to you to knock it back down again. They're there with the fucking pickaxes, re- ready to take Vultures. Tony Khan's yeah. ankles off. So you've got mm. fucking that. Then somebody asks him a question about the WWE contract tampering, which again, he wouldn't fucking go into details of because he can't, and you know he can't because it's a legal situation. But that turns into Khan having a rant about WWE putting shows on during Labor Day weekend. He's like, oh, well, we never... It's like, oh, and I've got fucking more money to fight than Jim Crockett, and I'm not putting up with this fucking shit anymore. It's like, wow, who the fuck cares? We've been talking for like a year about all that we literally in one episode outlined all the underhanded shit that wwe had done towards AEW, and now i'm in the opinion like we talked like you said at the time it was you that mentioned it that they let all these people go to try and sink them because they knew that they would sign them all that is 100 percent coming to fruition now you were the one who said that 
You said, oh, I wonder if WWE have let these people go and then AEW gets them all. And you said it. Did I? It was an offhand was comment. You? No, no, it was, it was you. So then he goes on a rant about fucking the fact that WWE have put shows on during Labor Day weekend in another country at a different fucking time. They weren't even at the same time. Who cares? Get on with your fucking show. They are people who watch AEW and don't watch WWE. There might not be that many, but there are people. And this, the reason why is because they're sick of WWE. And you're fucking telling them about WWE like all the fucking time. Complete ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Tony Storm comes out and gets five minutes. Off she goes. Already talked about the Jericho bit. And then we get to the fucking main event. Punk. And the fact that they were apparently fighting backstage. Pushing and shoving is what I read. What? Who gives a shit? Who the fuck gives a shit, right? If CM Punk was the was the reason why Colt Cabana's on the ROH roster, I don't care. I don't fucking care if Colt Cabana gets sacked because CM Punk's there. I'm not a fan of CM Punk. And I, th- and I would say to myself, that's quite a shitty thing. But I don't fucking care. May I ask, did you watch the whole press conference? It's from start to So finish. I watched the snippet where he's chatting. What was the question that he got asked that set him off? It cut it off. And, I, and I, the, the official thing doesn't have the question. Right. So somebody from fucking Wrestling Inc., which is the biggest rag sheet of them all, I think it was Nick Housen or something like that, was the one who asked the question, and t- and Tony Khan had to apologise for not cutting him off and not talking about it. So the opening question was something to do with Colt Cabana, right? And he and then that's what got him on it. I don't care if Colt Cabana's fucking sharing an account with his mum. I don't care if they've got heat backstage. I don't care if the fucking young bucks did leak the fact that Punk was the reason why Colt Cabana's been dropped from the AEW roster. I couldn't give a flying shit. And if they want it to continue, they fucking need to sort it out. And they probably do need to go into a room and lock the door and see who fucking comes out. But I'm telling you right now, punk, with your punches, it ain't going to be you. I don't care. I don't care about fucking his beef with Hangman Page and saying he was disrespectful. And I fucking said, what did I say that podcast after? I said... I I can't believe that he would be annoyed about that promo and about going into business for himself. And he did say that, and he did say he was angry about it, but he brought up the fucking interview that he did the day before about not taking Legends advice. And I was like, well, that might be it. And I fucking said it. And that's exactly what got him wound up. Yeah. He went, oh, you've you know, like you've got all these baseball players again who don't give a fuck about who cares about baseball players. He's making baseball references. I couldn't give two shits. What, you know? Real sport. Yeah, he was basically he said about Hangman Page and that comment about not taking mm. legends' advice. Like, oh, you've got all these, and I'm guessing they're all big time major baseball legends, and not taking swing advice from them. And he's like, and he called him fucking stupid. Mm. He called him an airhead. Called him all the fucking names under the sun. Saying we got these fucking EVPs who couldn't run a target. And it's just like, what do you think's gonna fucking happen next? What do you think's gonna happen next, punk? Like this, it, it's fucking pathetic. 
And it's exactly what you said. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. I feel embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Because on the one side, you've got completely fucking ripped off. On the other side, you're watching primary school fighting. The, th- the thing is, right, that as much as, you know, I would have always called myself a CM Punk fan. And if I'm being completely brutally honest with myself, I still would. I don't believe CM Punk is the problem here. I really, really, really don't. I think it's Tony Khan's the problem. I think Tony Khan knew exactly what he was doing. In a naive way. I don't mean he did it calculated. He has been very naive in creating what he believes is this wrestling utopia at AEW. Forgetting that wrestlers are very fragile egos... They are dweebs with a bit of power who are the worst people on the planet. And he's cultivated this environment where when he was having all these conversations with CM Punk that went on for 18 months, allegedly, he will have... He must have known that Bringing that man in to what he already had, when Colt Cabana's there, the elite's there, they've got their own thing of being the elite, and Colt Cabana's a big part of like a lot of stuff at the time. He knew what he was doing when he signed CM Punk. It's not CM Punk. CM Punk is not a great guy, from what I can gather, in terms of like when you put him. He's very, he's good at what he does when I say he's good at, like, promos, he's a good personality, he's a, he is a wrestling, like, like, new legend, as in, like, the last few, like... Last 15 years. 15 years, he's a wrestling, like, a new legend, new money. So, like, he was so blinkered by that, and getting that sign-in, that he could not, he didn't care what it meant to get that guy in and it's fucking imploding because there are people like brian danielson who are quite easy people or brian danielson from what we know and this is coming from the person who we don't know him at all he wants to be a wrestler he wants to wrestle he wants to do decent matches he wants to do new japan whenever he can hopefully he can like he wants to just wrestle he wants to do his best work with the last years he's got of his life that's that's his mo that's an easy signing very easy might have been hard to get him to sign and he he took a long time because i listened to the bellas podcast and brie bella was like oh just fucking quit wrestling i'm sick of you she kept he kept saying to her apparently and then but them two both did the podcast where he was like, I'm so sorry. I know that every day I had a different answer. I'll stay at WWE. Oh, but maybe I'll go to AEW. And she was like, I'm sick. I don't care. Do whatever you fucking want to do. I can't have this conversation with you anymore. But it's like, you know, like, he's an easy signing. Because, you know, he's Adam Cole. Easy signing. Nice guy. He wants to just wrestle. Sweetheart. Sweetheart, according to CM Punk. CM Punk is a strange figure in wrestling. You know, he is. He's he's a very sort of like... What's the word? 
I can't remember that. I polarizing. can't. Polarizing. Polarizing. He's a very polarizing figure. Not for the fans, for backstage. And we've known that from day one. He's polarizing backstage. He's tricky. You know, you're either going to really like him or you're not. And I think it's because he's socially off. I just don't think that he's a guy who's particularly gregarious. I think he's a strange guy. But, you know, what he can do is he can do great promos and all that shit. But, and and he was obviously like money money signs and it's like ratings figures and all that crap. And he did, you know, he did briefly what he was supposed to do. He got eyeballs on the brand, briefly, like initially. But, you know, this is all Tony Khan's doing and all Tony Khan's fault to me. And I'm not saying that I despise him for it. I don't dislike him. I still think the guy's great. I do. But but we're not... People aren't flawless. Humans are flawed. And he's fucked up. He's fucked up massively. He signed too many people. He signed the wrong people. And he's completely disregarded the whole point of why he was doing it in the first place. And he was really hot on building his own talent. And he yeah. threw it to the wayside. He completely See, that, fucking did. That's, that's the overriding problem they've got, though. The press conference problem yeah. isn't Tony Khan's fault. He needs to start... There, there is there is a, a, a level of blame that goes towards Tony Khan, but that's when you're trying to fix what's going on. At the point that I'm at, I don't give a fuck about fixing it. I just don't care. Yeah. Because... It's not Tony Khan's fault that Punk comes out. And obviously he got asked a question, but he doesn't need to go into the level of detail that he goes into. And obviously, you know, he's probably sick of being asked and sick of being blamed for things. And if you believe him and, you know, it's got nothing to do with him, then, you know, and people within your own company are saying that it is something to do with him, then that is a massive issue. What I have a problem with is the way that they're all going about it. Mm. They're all going about it as if they're all fucking 12-year-old girls. And they're doing it publicly and they're going into business for themselves and they're not respecting the guy who's paying them. Because the guy who's paying them is somebody who hugs you when you go off when you go off stage. The guy who's paying them is somebody who's got an absolutely encyclopedic knowledge about wrestling and was mm. at 13 years old was in the ECW arena watching Chris Jericho. The guy that they're fucking disrespecting is the one with all the money and all the positive kind of thoughts behind wanting to put on the best show they possibly can. All Out was a great pay-per-view. Was it the best pay-per-view? No. Was it the worst? Absolutely not. It was, in my opinion, ten times the show that Clash of the Castle was. But that's my own personal choice however we can't sit here and say what a great reaction the crowd had we didn't even fucking talk about that Benoit dickhead for Clash of the Castle what a knob he was Mm. I I just saw a photo that shirt apparently well Axel said he got slapped which is fucking hilarious I hope he got slapped about 50 times Um, so we're not we're not we can't talk about how much I enjoyed certain elements of the pay-per-view because the overriding 
thing coming out of it. And the, you know, let's let's address the you know the what everybody always says to anything that happens in wrestling, the fact that they're saying it's all a work. If it's all a work, it's even worse because it's just sad. It can't be. A, this it's can't be a work. Sad. It's absolutely sad, and that it's sad for so many reasons. If it is a work, because they're just you know again. It's pathetic. Maybe 18-year-olds, 16-year-olds, they might find it entertaining. Because Khan came up with a thing of, like, when they were asking about the, the backstage turmoil, I was like, well, in the 90s, there was loads of backstage turmoil, and you can say that was the best time for wrestling ever. It's like, yeah, but we didn't get fucking, you know, it's spilling out onto the TV. Now, the thing, the thing, the, the, the main issue for me is that Punk's gone into a situation which could have been hard and made it worse mm. made it 10 times worse he didn't need to get on the mic and call out Adam Page mm. and, and, and then have a go at Alvarez for saying because he actually said oh I'm not happy with you at Brian Alvarez because Alvarez called him out and said why are you doing that to your face he's like one of the biggest baby faces in the company and you're making him look like a dick yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. He didn't give a fuck. He's he's t- see, he's talking about in this in this fucking conference about I'm here to make make AW money. I'm here to sell tickets, to fill out arenas, to sell pay per views. But you're more than happy to bury Hangman Page live on TV, which affects the overall business. Now it, it won't affect it to that many people because I don't think he holds much sway at the moment. But it. That's what the intent was. Mm. It was to make the the face look like a fucking dick, which you just don't do. And that's what Alvarez said before I stopped watching him. So I don't know what he's said since, or what he said about this press conference, which I'm half inclined to fucking listen. Well, I think to. It, it might be worth listening to it now because you know you. The, the thing is, is that the the monkeys are running the zoo. It's not even that. They are though. It's it's not about the monkeys running the zoo to me. Because I don't, I don't think that's entirely accurate. What I think it is, is that can can't get a grip of people, but creatively they're doing all the same things they were doing. Yeah. <clears throat> CM Punk's had this program with Moxley, which has gone relatively well. MJF's come back now. He's going to be going against MJF again. Whatever. It's there's things that have been said, and they've not been addressed. So. The people, because both sides, let's let's call it both sides, because I didn't see anything from Hangman that I thought, ooh, but obviously he felt some, you know, some exception to what Hangman Page said. So in that instance, Hangman Page, incredibly unprofessional. CM Punk, in that instance, incredibly unprofessional. You don't make, you don't make things better by fucking making them worse. Mm. If you want to say something to Hangman Page, who did the job for you? Because you refused to lose to him. Did you did he did the job for you? If you want to say something to him, have the fucking balls to get him backstage and fucking say, "Listen, I didn't appreciate that. You don't do that. Mm. Don't don't do that." Because Hangman Page might have been like, "Well, we we sort all our own promos out. That's fair game." Because all I've seen is that cancer line about saving the locker room from you. And the legends thing, saying, "Oh, I don't really take legends' opinion." Yeah. But if you if you if you read the actual whole article, he says, "Oh, I do listen, but I, I like to try and find my own way, because I think if I have if I do it my way, 
then that'll come across more um, legitimate. Which I think is a totally fine thing to say. It's a middle of the road, sitting on the fence thing to say. There's nothing I've seen that Hangman said where that's ever caught my attention as being shady. And the fact, obviously, the thing is, is that the fact that CM Punk has taken it to this level tells me there's more and that there's been, when I say more, we're we're getting sort of like the, the tip of the iceberg and there's been since he started animosity and weirdness yeah. and shit. But that, but that's my point. Is I don't care. No, no. Like you're there. You, you what? What are you there for? Are you there to fucking be best mates? Are you gonna go out and have meals together and all that kind of shit? No, no, you fucking not. You're there to do a job. Mm. And when you go into business for yourself and re- disregard that, you're disregarding the fans. You're disregarding everybody who works backstage. You're disregarding the guy who fucking writes your check, and you and you disrespecting the person you're in the ring with. If Hangman Page was the first one to do it, which I, I think the reaction's been fucking way over the top, and it's getting all them fucking Triple H memes coming back of like him saying you're a problem. Yeah, you know it's it's leading to all that. Is CM Punk that fucking thick that he can just say this shit? And people are going to be like, there's some people that will be loving it. They'll be loving the inner turmoil. Me, personally, I couldn't give a fuck. Mm. Couldn't care less. If you're going to fight backstage, film it. I'll watch that. But I don't give a fuck about your relationship with Colt Cabana. I don't give a fuck about your relationship with Hangman or whether Hangman's hurt your feelings or been disrespectful. I don't care. And the reason why I don't... If it was Kenny Omega, maybe I would care. Because he, to me, is an integral part of the show that I like to watch. CM Punk is not an integral part of that show, to me. Every time he throws a fucking punch, I'm like, right, here we go. Yeah. CM Punk's punches. What he needs to do is, uh, quickly on a side note of technique-wise, and I know it's weird me saying what he needs to do, because it's fucking ridiculous, but what looks good is his forearm shots, when he just uses his forearm. So why is he using a closed fist punch when he looks like... It's a two-year-old <coughs> girl throwing it. It's just... I don't get it. But to me, I'm not a fan of him. Like, mm. I'm not a fan of him. This has just solidified it. Because if you've got an issue, right? If you've got an issue, you grab Tony Khan and you grab Hangman Page and you sit down and you thrash it out. Or you thrash it out with everybody there. And then you make a decision of, is it is it squashed? Or if it's not, fuck off. Yeah, and he won't fuck off because he he feels like he's the he's the big drawer of the company as he was talking about doing fucking million dollar gates and all this kind of stuff and yeah he may be he may be, but if they've got a problem with you go and sort it out don't air it publicly and then you're like on your way out you're getting fucking attacked by the young bucks. You know, security are running out of the fucking thing, and Tony Khan has no idea. And at the end of it, somebody comes up to him, whispers something to ear in his ear, and he nods, and he looks like he's fucking died. He just goes, "Oh no," and then and then it kind of cuts off. It's pathetic. Tony Khan's like complete lack of leadership is its own issue for another podcast. You know the the whole issue with the show of signing too many people and all that kind of stuff is its own fucking major issue. We could talk about in circles for hours. 
the main point with this is I am fucking sick of this childish shit where they're picking at each other in public. Couldn't care less. You're not going to fucking do anything, punk. Because when we saw you in a real fight, we saw how that went very fucking quick. Dominated. So he's not going to do anything. He's, not, he's, he's, fight, he's fighting talk. Mm. Like calling him an airhead and saying he's a fucking... Like swearing his head off and all this kind of shit. And then like Jericho comes out later... And he's like, yeah, I was saying about, you know, swearing in the promos and stuff. You know, it only takes one person to just go, oh, they swore, that's offensive, and turns it off. You know, it can be as easy as that. I thought Jericho came out, which I can't even believe I'm saying. I thought Jericho came out of it like the wise old wizard, which is hilarious. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. The wise wizard who's like, oh, yeah, this is how we do it, guys. Come on, this is great. You know, and then and then he's got fucking because he's just punks done a thirty minute monologue where he's used every swear word apart from cunt to call the young bucks and and fucking hangman and Colt Cabana. Who cares about Colt Cabana at this point? He's just what he's just won the fucking title again. Why are we hearing about it? And I know some dumb fuck asked the question, but Punk could have shut that down. Yeah, of course he could. Like Tony Khan apologised for not shutting it down. Punk could have shut that down and gone, I don't want to talk about him. I think we've said everything. You know, Punk, uh, Khan did an interview with Forbes saying that Punk had nothing to do with Colt Cabana. That should be the end of it. Mm. But it's not. And it's not because the children, they are children. You know, and I do think Punk's probably got a lot of, uh, he said a lot of things that are probably true about the books turning their internet fans against him and, and all this shit, that is probably true. But they're just as bad. They're all just as bad. What the fuck are you doing? It's high. It's not even high school. It's primary school fucking falling out. It's mm-hmm. pathetic. They're all men. They're all grown men. They're all adults. Do you feel... This is, this is the thing that's like... And I know I'm going off on one now. When... When you talk like that about people in the real world, there is real world consequences. And Punk, for all we know, something might have come out. There might have been real world consequences. They might have done him over. Because if if he was talking about me like that, there's real fucking world consequences that come with that. You publicly out in Hangman Page, you had probably the best like storyline going into a title match that we've seen in AEW and you're out in him as being this airhead dumbass calling him a fucking idiot and all this kind of shit if you're saying that about me no 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 you got real world consequences here you're not mm. doing a promo bitch you're fucking saying this about me well let's see if you can back up your words we know he can't back up his words we know he tried props to him for trying but we know he can't back up his fucking words so that's the the big problem that I have with this it's because they're so fucking because they're nerds and yeah. they're dweebs <laughs> they, can, they feel like they can say these things in the context of wrestling and there's going to be no repercussions look what happened when Leon, Leon and I know he's the champion now but Leon Edwards was talking shit about Masvidal what did Masvidal do on camera smack him give him a black eye that's real world consequences for talking shit if you want to talk shit don't matter who's right and who's wrong you want to talk shit there's real world consequences and I honestly right now if I heard that they'd done him over to the point where he can't be on the show next week because his face is a fucking mess I'd laugh because there is real world consequences to saying shit 
and mm. the others haven't said shit. It's been implied they've said shit. Whereas Punk is the one who's gonna get he's he's gonna get fucking less fans. They're the ones who are gonna be pissed off with him because he's the one talking. They can't hear books saying because the books aren't saying anything. And Hangman's not said shit throughout mm. all of this. Not said anything. No reply. Nothing. And then Punk was like, "Well, we're way past an apology now." I had give him the opportunity. We're way past it. Like, grow the fuck up. He told Hangman in the books to grow up. Grow up. Like, fuck me. Like, how pathetic can you be? He's just, he's just a fucking. He's an idiot, is what it is. He's an idiot who has got clout, and that's the worst situation to be in. It's true. It's true. I, I respectfully I do still think it's Tony Khan's problem though oh it is it is his problem but overall it's a it's, problem it's because they know they can get, they can away, get away with, with that it. with him yeah because he he will not it's not like I'm not Vince McMahon you know for all his flaws yeah like, fucking with him he would have might have encouraged a fight but he would have been yeah. like throwing the dollars down going right you know a fucking like mandingo he fucking, like yeah, he would have yeah. fucking oh yeah he would have, he would have well, like just been like, well, if you're gonna thrash yeah. us out, we're doing it in my office, and you're gonna fight I'm, to yeah, the fucking yeah. death. As I'm eating my steak. Yeah, like it, like he, he would have, but Tony Khan, they, the reason why he's doing that, Punk. Is, Punk's the only one doing it though. But it's, it's because he can. Yeah. It's because he yeah. can. Because he feels untouchable. Yeah. And nobody's untouchable. But but that's to me, I think that. A lot of wrestlers, not all wrestlers, but a lot of wrestlers behave like that if they were allowed to. <coughs> I really, really do. And they and, and you had some massive egos back in the day with oh, yeah. WWE, and they, you know, we didn't see because we've we've been over this with the whole like lack of social media, and yeah. you know, had we had social media and had we had those like post-fight press fake press conferences you know Stone Cold Steve Austin would not have come across particularly well he would not have been a likeable dude because he was always beefing he was always and God knows what was going on back then but we never were privy to it it's because they were professional enough to keep it internal Well, well we didn't see it because there was no platform for it to be seen there was no Twitter there was no post fight press conference all we got was gossip yeah so we didn't see all, and we we Punk, hear about Punk them on did like it on fucking. A show. But what on I'm saying, Dynamite. yes, I know, but like, but they would have done it on a show. They would have hundred percent done it on a show. You telling me that like if there was a backstage beef, it wouldn't have like rolled out on screen had they had well, shows. It has, well, it has it has done because like you had the the Montreal screw job, you had Austin throwing his butt, you know, taking well, his ball and exa- going home. Exactly. And, all that kind of and stuff. these were on wrestling shows, the show itself. Yeah. Like that that and that is like But those things though But but that's the tip um, of the iceberg. They're you get re- it. But they're real shit. Like Stone Cold didn't want to put Brock Lesnar over because he didn't think it made sense to mm. do it for free on a raw which you can agree or disagree with. And um, Bret Hart didn't want to lose the title to Shawn Michaels because he thought he was a twat. There and and, and and kind of you know, there's there's arguments for and against. There's arguments was he gonna do it, was he not gonna do it? But that's man shit. Punk's coming out with a microphone and whinging and crying in the ring and sitting there and calling out the the face when he knows he knows there's no repercussions. Cause what if what if Tony Khan knew he was gonna do that? 
and went, hang man, he's going to do this and he's going to call you out. And I'm going to call his fucking bluff on this and I'm going to play your music and you're going to go out. Well, we don't know Hangman. Hangman might be a massive pussy. Yeah, but he... But he he's well, probably... He, he's John probably, Silver. But, John but, Silver tweeted a picture of him in catering laughing. Yeah, but the thing like, is, ha- Hangman is quite clearly a fucking pussy because if it was me, I'd fucking go out there and I'd... Cut, publicly. No, nah, well... You, his, his, you, job's his job's at stake. His job his job's at stake because he's not got he's not Hangman Page hasn't got the clout that CM Punk has. Mm. So CM Punk can go out there and say whatever he wants and he's still winning the title at all out. Hangman could get suspended. Look at Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston slapped around Sammy Guevara and got got fucking because um, he called him fat. He's got into a scuffle with him backstage. He got suspended for two weeks. <laughs> You know, that's Eddie Kingston. Like, if Punk doesn't... It, let's say whatever these things that are being reported are true, and Punk and one of the young books, Matt was is the name that's being thrown out there, yeah. got into a backstage altercation where, the, where punches were thrown. If both of them are on the show next week, Eddie Kingston's the one who then goes what the fuck mm. because I did the same thing with Sammy and he squashed it and and Sammy, uh, Sammy and both Eddie have tweeted going this is fucking stupid I'm yeah. sorry if that doesn't happen then that's on Tony Khan because it should be the rule for everybody but Punk feels like he's untouchable but you know imagine a situation where Khan was like oh I know he's going to do this I'm going to queue up fucking Hangman's music and I'm going to have him here that would have been interesting TV. But because he didn't know, he went out there with his microphone and fucking talked shit. And then at the press conference, Tony Khan can't just turn to him and go, shut the fuck up, because he's the star. But he could do that to somebody like Hangman, because Hangman's not the star in his eyes. So Punk can get away with whatever he wants to get away with, which is totally unprofessional. The way that Hangman's been so far where you've not heard shit from him and he's not tweeted about it he's not said anything he still did his match with the Dark Order and the Dark Order against the Elite and it was a really great match with a great finish really emotional like Axel said you didn't hear anything about CM Punk Mm. and the crowd weren't chanting CM Punk during his match because he has been professional like there's probably been conversations backstage. That's the main issue I have with it. Is I don't I don't want to hear it. But don't you think that is Tony Khan's prop? That that's down to Tony Khan. It's his. It's ultimately. It is. His it absolutely, problem. It absolutely is his problem. But that's the overriding arc. The point I'm making for this is that CM Punk's a prick. No, he is. Like I don't. I do not disagree with that for a second. But. It's all about you own the company. It's your fucking company. Absolutely. The book stops with you, yeah. for want of a better phrase. Like, yeah. you, it's your company. After Punk went into it's business not, for himself, he should have been suspended for 100%. two weeks. 100%. It's not... Punk is... Pricks going to be pricks. There's always pricks. Ryback was a prick. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, But, like... There's pricks, like there's there's rows and there's arseholes and there's fights and there's egos and it's all about how much respect do you have for your boss. If you don't have any respect for your no, boss, it's your boss's any. fucking problem. Yeah, you don't have any respect for him. And it's and it's but it, no one has, no one's got any respect for Tony Khan. I don't believe. No, I don't think they have. Because they do what they want. They do exactly what they fucking want, and that's that's down to him. 
because he he will not bollock him because he's because he's busy riding his wave of like the dweeb because he's a fucking dweeb yeah so he he has no authority there jackie weaver like he's got none (laughs) but he has none that's funny but he's got nothing he's got no authority or else he would have punk in check and when punk was starting to go off on one and when that person asked a question tony khan steps in and goes if you because like triple h Triple H, if he was in that situation and he had a wrestler like Punk, he would have gone, absolutely not, we're not answering that. Yep. We've seen him before when people have tried to say, oh, do you think Vince was watching tonight? He's gone, don't say that. Don't yep. say that or you'll, or you'll never be back. Mm-hmm. And he's not asked about how he comes across on camera. He's like, don't ask that question or you'll never be back at this and you enjoy this, don't you? Yeah, so yeah. don't you ever ask that. You'll never be back. It's down to Khan to tamper that shit. Absolutely. And go... Who asked that question? Punk, shut the fuck up. No. Punk's not answering that. You're not asking that. Punk, stop talking. Stop fucking talking. That's what you do as the leader. You don't let him just go. No. You don't turn around and go, I'm really sorry, I said something in a Forbes interview. And And he's going, no, no, Khan. No, Tony. I'm going to carry on. No, he has the authority to go, absolutely not answering any questions. As any of you have got any other questions about Colt Cabana... Of fucking Adam Page, he ain't answering him. Look at him; yeah, he's got yeah. the belt, he's got blood on his face. He's not fucking talking about it. Have yeah. some respect. That's what you say as Tony Khan. It's easy. Absolutely. It's fucking easy. These people who are interviewing him are bigger dweebs than him because they're fucking wrestling journalists. Yeah. They're not like Wall Street journalists. They're not fucking Roman Farrow for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. Like these are all dweebs. They'll just do as he says, and they just let. CM Punk do that. Yeah. And if Tony Khan would have jumped in, as he should, as the fucking owner of the company. Yeah. And it is not me excusing Punk. Because I think no, Punk's I a prick. I know. And I don't... But I'm Tony not dis- Khan I'm knows not, he's a prick. I'm not... Dis- I wasn't disagreeing with that. It's Tony Khan's problem. But that that was the uh, an overarching yeah. problem that Tony Khan's got. What my anger at the moment... Because I don't give a fuck how a businessman runs his business. No. Like... You know, us saying about, oh, Tony Khan should have stepped in and done all that kind of stuff is like fixing the problem. My whole thing is the 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 actual problem itself I'm sick of. Yeah. Like, I can't, I'm, I, it's not even interesting. Mm. It's boring. But it's because Tony I, Khan doesn't know how to be a professional person because he's yeah. still talking about WWE and still being really unprofessional and effing and jeffing about yeah, them. Yeah. And he can't, he doesn't know how to handle his wrestlers and remember when his wrestlers are talking, that they are number two to him. Because if I'm sat next to you, which I am, Mm -hmm. in all of them, I'm number one. And I decide what questions you're answering. And I decide how you answer the questions that you're going to answer. And if I don't like the answer you're giving, I'm going to shut this shit down. Yeah, yeah. Because, and he doesn't, he lets them go. Yeah. And luckily for him, very luckily for him, he has people like Chris Jericho. Yeah. Who he doesn't have to, he's never had to wrangle. But he's got to be a lion tamer with loads of wrestlers. But he's be, he got very lucky with the wrestlers that he initially signed, like Cody. Yeah. And Jericho and the Young Bucks and Omega. He got lucky with those guys. And he got spoiled by them. 
and he believes that they're all like that and they're not they're all like they're fucking mental yeah they're fucking mad they're not all professional and he, he's fucking mental as well yeah and he's got no balls he's got no. absolutely no fucking balls about him because he could have shut that shit down and then no one would have been saying shit today no well like they'd have just been saying oh Tony Khan like knocked that down didn't he and he a fucking like killed Joey like like he's done with all the MJF stuff but that was part of the storyline you know it's it's pathetic the whole thing is pathetic like Mm. Triple H did a press conference after Clash of the Castle did you know that I didn't see it I saw I didn't see it that's my point yeah yeah Triple H did a press conference after Clash of the Castle that nobody gives a fuck about yeah because it's proper like professional they all said nothing. Yeah, and this is the thing, like, me, per, you know, if an extra 300,000 people watch Dynamite on Wednesday, you could say, oh, yeah, this controversy, you know, to quote Eric Bischoff, which I never thought I'd ever do, but controversy creates cash. Yes, it might do in the long term, and more people might be more interested in it and all that kind of stuff, but for me, it's fucking pathetic. You've already got my money or my, mm. my fight TV credits, and you know you put on a great show for me and instead of being able to talk about it and going okay you know might not have liked Clash as much as I wanted to might not have liked All Out as much as I wanted to because I wanted Moxley to win um, but you know I, I'm sick of hearing that Punk didn't want to fucking turn up to work and or he, he was thinking about not going or that there's backstage heat or then him coming out and fucking cutting a promo about it I don't give a fuck I couldn't care less. And that's Tony Khan's problem that he needs to sort out. But me personally as a wrestling fan, not as somebody who's trying to like fix what's going on by chatting about it, I'm like, this is crap. But you know what? This a, is so crap. A really interesting thing that we will never know, ever, but I would love to know, is when Vince was Tony's age, I'd love to know... It's jacked, wasn't it? No, but like, but there was no social media and it was all very, you know, like, I don't imagine Vince was, I imagine he was like a little bit better than Tony Khan because he wasn't a wrestling dweeb. Yeah. Like he was in the business and he knew how the business ran. However, I don't believe he would have been, (laughs) and obviously it wasn't perfect because we know what happened with Vince. Yeah. But like, I don't believe Vince would have been the Vince McMahon in his 50s, 60s and 70s as he was in his late 30s, 40s. He will have let a lot of things go that he will have been pissed off by and gone, fuck me, if I'd have had a a greater stranglehold of those wrestlers, that wouldn't have happened and maybe something I would have been dreaming of. He's 39, Tony Khan. Yeah. 39. It's nothing. Like, he's younger than CM Punk. But he's still 39. Yeah, but and he acts like he's fifteen. He does, he does. But like the thing is, is that CM Punk's older than him, and I think there's a lot in that. Whereas you know, like, but the th- it, like I say, it's the same. When Vince will have been thirty nine, I bet if you, I bet if you were to speak to him and he was to speak candidly, he'd say, "When I was thirty nine, I didn't know what was up." Yeah. In the wrestling business, I knew the wrestling business, but when it comes to me as a as a manager of all these egos I didn't know what the fuck was up yeah and he's got a fucking issue now because they keep going back to Chicago for a reason (laughs) so it's like so you can't you can't do anything about it so like Punk's in a really powerful position 
because they keep going back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. There was a reason why Forbidden Door was in Chicago. There's a reason why All Out was in Chicago. And the one before, and the one before, and the one before. feels like they're in Chicago every other fucking week. They, they really do. And it's yeah. because, uh, it's because of, I mean, the MGF reaction by the Chicago crowd was hilarious. At the end, like, MGF chants and great, yeah. giant pop, acclaimed style pop. Um, but it's just like that. That's that's the that's the kind of mindset that I've got for it at the moment. Is from a from a person like on a podcast, kind of talking it through. Yeah, it's Tony Khan's fault. He needs to get a grip of him. From a fan's point of view, just a fan, you know, general. I fucking couldn't care less. Like, mm. get if he if 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 the books let's say both of them I hope it was fucking both of them and I hope they super kicked him around that fucking locker room because that would have been funny film the fucking thing there's two things that need to happen if they were actually in a, an altercation where they were fighting they need to well there's three things really they need to either be suspended mm-hmm. or you drop what you're doing with MGF and you fucking turn it into something that you're putting on yeah. TV to actually get something out of it Mm -hmm. because that's the business decision Mm -hmm. the third thing you need to do is go and apologize to eddie kingston if you're not suspending him absolutely that's what that's what you're doing yeah now if they were fucking i mean come on now the young bucks and punk fighting it's going to be like two fucking schoolboys trying to fight their way out of a wet paper bag you know it's (laughs) what what is it i'd like to see it like a like a real interesting a a real fight they'd probably go in for the fucking bte trigger during it you know, you slap <laughs> slap in the legs when they hit each other. Like it's, it, you know, it's it's pathetic. They're not. They're not, it, It's it's the to me it's the craziest thing, right? You know, we we hear, you hear things about like WWE and everyone's not happy and all that kind of shit. But them fuckers are all in line, and they would have lined up and would have kissed Vince's boots for a fucking chance. And they probably did a lot more than kiss his boots to get a chance. You know, depending on the fact that this number, this million number keeps going up and up. But like with Tony Khan, it's like the the, the overinflation of the roster is is its own different fucking issue. Because mm. you can still get along with that and still, you know, get it done. But Christ alive, like as 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 a wrestling fan, we don't know it was the young books that leaked that. Now, Punk's told everybody it is then. As a wrestling fan, I didn't know there was an issue that with Hangman Page doing that promo. Punk's told us all there was an issue. Mm. It's on Punk. I think he should yeah, be. Yeah. He should be as a fucking dude with grey in his beard. He should be a fucking professional, and go right. Okay, this has happened. This is how I deal with it professionally. It's like. It's like Hangman Page. If if let let's say like everything that Punk's saying is true, it's like Hangman Page is WWE'd him, where they've poked the bear and then stepped back, and just let the bear fucking go off while saying nothing. Like I saw Hangman Page had tweeted today, and everyone all the comments underneath were like, "Oh my god, Hangman Page tweeted," blah, blah, or looking at Twitter to see if Hangman Page responds. And what was his tweet? Happy Labor Day fucking hilarious like if everything that Punk's saying is true he is fucking playing him like a country fiddle yeah and just poking him and stepping back and the young books have leaked a little bit here poked him and stepped back well it might be it might be something that's always been a case from day one since he got signed to get him out yeah 
And they'll let him hang himself yeah, for yeah. want of another better word. And he fucking probably will, because if he keeps doing that, like, you know, and, to- and as he's leaving, Tony Khan's like, "Thanks, champ. Thanks very much." So no, he just fucking made you and your whole company look fucking stupid. And Jericho came out later and said as much. Hmm without saying it which is exactly what you need to do I think it's do. very telling that Punk hasn't been on Jericho's podcast yeah I think it's very telling because he's not one of the boys Mm-mm. he's not one of the boys because he's a prick mm. I think he could have gone in there and yeah I do think he has good intentions I do think he wants to make loads of money for him and for himself obviously I do think he wants to put people over which he's not I tell you what there's a there's a, there's a happy medium Brian Danielson between CM Punk not putting anyone over and you putting everyone over you don't need to lose every match fuck me anyway uh, it, it, do you know what if it was up to Daniel Bryan Bryan Danielson he would lose every match yeah he's off his fucking nut they like don't the, care the last three months of him in WWE he was putting he was putting every joker over from <laughs> here to from fucking Finn Balor to you know uh, what's Otis He's fucking putting over. Anyway, I don't know that for a fact. So I'm just trying to think of somebody who isn't very good. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it just like is anybody actually interested in this catty shit? Because like you know, well, but Andy, they are because it was the only thing about AEW. That was trending today was CM Punk. Well, that's well. They are interested to a degree because it's a it's a big news story, but are, but are they really? Like back in the day, the arguments and stuff like fucking Brock Lesnar nearly put in mm. someone through an airplane door, which you can't do physically. <laughs> but like, thank God, like, he would have done. <laughs> like the wrestling around and Vince is rolling around with fucking Kurt Angle and calling him his bitch, and you know. And like Vince has got a big black eye from Bret Hart after the thingy, and he's out on TV. That's how you handle shit. This is like pussy handle shit. This is like you 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 want to talk a good game, but like that altercation backstage, you know, no one's been arrested, no one's been fucking charged, so nothing's happened. They might have slapped each other around, shouted, said a few mean words to each other, mean words, and then fucking gone back to the dressing room. Yeah. Another another fucking thing, like apparently at the start of the pay per view. Like, literally 20 seconds before it went on air. Larry was fucking running round ringside. <laughs> He'd got off his leash and came bolting out. <laughs> it's like fucking going seeing Doug Stanhope when he's got his dog <laughs> walking round and people are giving shots of fucking Jägermeister to his dog. <laughs> it's like, what? Why, why is his dog anywhere near fucking the stage? <laughs> fucking Larry the dog running round. With, apparently with this female like um, handler. handler chasing after him around the fucking ring while Justin Roberts is going 10, 9, I don't think that was the case. That's too funny. It's like, what the, what the fuck? Talk about like unprofessional. You're bringing your dog to the fucking ring. I mean, come on. Get a fucking grip of yourself, you 12-year-old girl. Don't insult girls. 12-year-old girls. Don't insult any girls. Why? He's a fucking man, and he needs. He's to not be a, man. As a man. He's not a man. Well, don't insult girls because he's 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 worse than girls. I'm not, a twelve-year-old girl cannot like that. No, I don't think they would. No, they wouldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I mean. Don't don't Absolutely. lump him in with don't, girls. Don't lump him in. With he's girls. your problem. He's your problem, boys. 
You can claim him. You can have him. Right. You can have his behaviour. I'm not fucking no. taking it for females. <laughs> Fuck that. Fair enough. <laughs> but like, fucking Jericho. Jericho comes from a time, and, you know, you can believe believe whatever he says, you know, whatever, where he's talking about fucking fighting Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Oh, the rain, Andy. Oh, we're getting another should thunderstorm. We, shall I move the broadband thing? Oh, it's all right. It's waterproof. Still going, isn't it? Jericho comes from a time where you had an issue with somebody, you fucking went and tried to sort it out. And he says, like, he's fought Brock Lesnar, he's ready to fucking bite Brock Lesnar's nose off on that Geordie podcast. He was like, he'll probably beat the shit out of me, but if this if this goes, I'm biting his fucking nose off. <laughs> like, that's what that's Jer- that's what Jericho's saying. I know. And, then, and you got fucking CM Punk crying about disrespect and all this rubbish. All this rubbish... You are full of shit. He is totally full. We've completely, I've completely forgotten that we were doing a podcast. I thought we were just talking, like. Did you? But he is, he is though. He's a little wet leaf. Jericho should fucking go into his lock, locker rooms. Apologies. Please don't ever say that again. His changing room. Thank you. Lock the door behind him and go right. Punk page, young books. And he's the ding, Vince. Ding, ding. And he's the fucking Vince. <laughs> and he's like, if you want to take your hands up, you can. Oh, Jericho would love that. Oh yeah. Oh, we'd love it so much. But he was, but Jer- Jericho was talking like he was Tony Khan, and mm. I loved it. But it, it was, it was, it would have been one of those things that we would talk about on the podcast, and we'd be like, fucking ambient rain, rain. No, isn't it beautiful? There. It's gorgeous. You know, if people haven't fallen asleep already. But like, you know, Jericho was like, we're going to start doing this. We're going to start doing that. Mm. We're going to take action. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, wizard. Take action, fucking <laughs> Metal Gandalf. Just fucking, <laughs> just lock him in a fucking room and let's let's squash it. Yeah. Just be like, right, you want to make money going forward. You want to make money going forward. You want to make money going forward. We all want to make money going forward. So what's going to happen is the boys are going to take bets. And you're gonna fight until I fucking pull one of you off the other, and then then you're both gonna be suspended for a month, so nobody sees you with black eyes, nobody sees you with fucking split lips or or nail scratches down the side of your face because they're fucking losers. No one's gonna see you. Both gonna be suspended for a month, but they can't do that to the champion. And Punk knows that, which is why he's being so public about it. He's like he's fo- trying to force Tony Khan's hand to do something about it. Yeah. And he, and he knows publicly, as a business thing, that he can't do anything about it. But he can do something about it. He could strip him of the fucking title for being unprofessional, and he can send him home until he's ready to come back and apologise. Not to Hangman Page or the books, because he's obviously got beef with them. And to the it, company, though? Yeah, apologise to the company and the fans mm-hmm. for going off script... For going going to business for your fucking self and for being a girl's blouse. Yeah. No girls. <laughs> no bloody girls. <laughs> not girls, a girl's blouse. No bloody women in the games room. <laughs> <laughs> not calling him a girl, calling him a girl's blouse. He's an he's an a, 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 a girl's a, a piece, blouse. A piece of apparel. No, girls' blouses. I've got a job to do. There's tits to hold in and buttons to hold in tits. So they've got a job to do. They've got a big. He's got job. a job to do. They've got a big. That boys blouse. He's, he's got a job a to boys do. Boys blouse. He's got a job to do. He's got Little ta- boys He's got to shirts. take that fucking tampon out of his pussy. <laughs> Fuck it, it's not a girl. <laughs> I'm being a dick. I know you're being a dick, and I'm being a dick too. But like, 
I um I completely agree. I I he is not coming out of this well. No, he's not. Do you know do you know what He's I, a fucking dick. Do you know what I have in my head? What? Sometimes when we talk about CM Punk is that I remember folding up a little yellow CM Punk t shirt oh, yeah. and putting it in a little bag to the charity shop oh, yeah. and I've got a little charity shop bag there and I'm very aware that you and I have got two CM Punk t-shirts so I'm a bit like I'm going to hold on to that t-shirt for as long as I can before it gets folded up like the little yellow one and put in the little you, bag you can absolutely still be a fan of him I'm right? not a fan of him I'm not I don't I'm not do you know what I'm genuinely not you said before you were no I, I'm not a fan of this pussy behaviour no. no no girls no no girls no girls hey I'm not a fan of this tiny ball behaviour yeah this small dick energy small that's dick exactly energy. what it is small dick it energy it is small dick energy big time small dick energy it's I'm, get, and get I'm not... somebody in there who's not got a fucking like Serpentico Let's get Serpentico in there to slap him around. I think there's just so many fights f- happening backstage that it, it, it depresses me. But the talk, it's like, they're talking a big game. No, but I fucking want, go for it yeah, if you're going to go ex- for it, you but, fucking But it just losers. shows you how little. Because the thing is, we've all, like, you and I have been in work scenarios and all that shit where there's been beef or yeah. whatever. I'm not saying I've ever settled it with fists in my life. No. However... But you settle it. I've settled it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so There's it, Fuego Del Sol when you need him. Throw him in there. Fucking... Don't, Fuego Del Sol can go down to ROH. He's probably on an ROH contract now. Go in there and headbutt the fucking prick. And take Larry and... No, let's not do anything to Don't Larry. do anything that's to Larry. Fair. It's not Larry's fault. That's not Larry, yeah. Not, I, was, I was trying to think of something funny and then when I went down that road I was like, that's not funny. That's don't, just don't hurt the dog. But like you know, I can AJ AJ's great. AJ, what do you mean his wife? What do you mean that she's great? CM Punk's wife. Yeah, but what, why is she great? She's great because she brings no, not she don't get involved. She doesn't talk about him in any respect. She no. does her own shit. Yeah. It's almost like they're not together. Maybe they're not. But it's like she just acts as though she's never met him. Well, he, well, he, <laughs> he, he was he was saying oh, last night, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for April. Yeah, well, she never mentions him. Because I listened yeah. to that that fucking podcast with Should to mention him because he's a little small yeah, dick. Small dick energy. <laughs> this is going off Got the that small dick energy. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> oh god now I'm just thinking of stuff Fuego Del Sol's gonna do to Larry don't oh think poor god. Larry Larry's a dog I know, Come on. I, know, I know I know if it was a child I'd be like yeah kill it but like <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ we're going, we're going rip his eyes out but it's <laughs> but it's a dog you know dogs are innocent dogs are, dogs are innocent babies are humans who turn out to be grown adults who are arseholes so kill them but like dogs Christ. are always lovely Oh, that's funny. And that's so far into this podcast that it'll never be found. Yeah, well, I don't give a fuck. Stand by it, stand by it, me. Kill them before they become adults who are awful. Let's remember them as lovely babies. (laughs) I bet that's like serial killer shit. I'm not going around killing babies, but, you know, they're best at that age. (laughs) <laughs> finish Fucking it off hell. finish it off before they get corrupt Christ Christ alive <laughs> 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 well, 
villain. You'll be arrested before fucking punk in the. Like book, Cruella so. de Vil, but it's not oh, Dalmatians, it's like newborn you, babies. <laughs> Jesus. Got the skins for a coat, you know. Oh my god. Joking. Oh. oh god! I think I think that's topped my. I hope I never become a suspect in a murder because they, this podcast will yeah, be played yeah. in court, and I have to stand there like with a stony face, going, "Yeah, I was joking." <laughs> Christ, that that's no, it doesn't trump the worst thing that I've said on this show. I'm, oh, I'm, it's getting there. I, I still win that. You do, you do. You'd, yeah. you'd have to go a bit further for me. Oh Christ! But yeah, the the you need they need to sort it out, and they need to sort it out old school style. Get Kevin Nash in there to direct traffic. That's the, that's like literally the only thing he's ever been good at. Uh, but I am surprised because I did look at um, the Observer and there's no update on it. Hmm. And we're not quite twenty four hours removed, but you'd think if something had happened, yeah, it would get out because you know what them 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 lads well, and lasses are like happened. doing leaking. Of course, nothing's happened. He's thrown he's thrown a chew toy at him and they've called it a melee because exactly. Larry was backstage so he's thrown a fucking chew toy at him. But you know, I, I'm just sick of hearing it. Is me my main point. Me too. I think it's been quite funny to talk about though. Yeah, in the end. In the end. <laughs> I saw her killing babies. Christ, I had to get there. I didn't have when, to make when, you laugh. When you're trying to get humour out of... Out, it's like blood... It's how desperate like I am, guys. Blood from a stone. <laughs> blood from a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, we need to stop now. We do, don't we? Should we, oh, should we call oh, it there? Have you, got, have you got any more to say that isn't going to implicate you in a criminal activity? No. No? No, I don't believe so. No? I'm just joking, guys, when it comes to killing babies. <laughs> I'm only talking about the more, Punk's baby. The more, yeah, the, see, he would not turn out to be a good person. So. <laughs> the more you say it, the more you're incriminating yourself. Oh, yeah. Only joke. Spare the dog. Just, just, just having a laugh. Kill the kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> On that note, thanks very much for listening, everyone. I won't uh, read out on Twitter again, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work. G- 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 <laughs> We've got to get a job one day. G- GMP Metropolitan Twitter. Comes out. <laughs> like, yeah, I've got some thoughts. How oh, about listen. we talk about them down at the station? Twas a joke. <laughs> Twas a joke. Twas a joke. And on that horrendous, no, horrendous, horrendous note. Um, have a great week, everyone. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have something to talk about for next week. If not, we'll see you when you we see you. And until next time. Cheerio, motherfuckers. No. I can't think of anything. Gag gag? No. That's, yeah. that's boring me now. Birdies. I've got to think of something better. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Are you done? I've not pressed stop Oh, yet. I'm done. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I yeah. am done. Oh, cheerio, done. motherfuckers. Cheerio. Kill kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. the dogs kill the kids. <laughs> I'm joking. She's joking. Press stop record now. Do it now. <laughs> Do it now. You're not pressing it. Press the fucking button. You fucking.